Hello and welcome to the Chuck's Anime Shrine podcast, where we talk about video games, anime, animation, and basically whatever else comes to our mind. With your host, Danielle Ambrosio, and me, Chuck Gaffney. All right, and uh, <laughs> it's great. <laughs> I don't care, I can edit this out anyways, we're recording right now. Um, uh, so, hey, welcome to the uh, Chuck's Anime Shrine podcast, or Anime Shrine podcast. I don't even know what the freak to call it, actually. Right, Danielle? What? We'll call it um, Chuckles. Chuckles? <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. This would be called Chuckles. This would be called Chuckles? <laughs> yep. Oh, jeez. All right. So, yeah, uh, for this podcast, actually, it's been a couple weeks since we've done a podcast, but um, I think there's been enough in the news uh, lately for us to talk. And we got a, um, we got actually have a guest today. Yay. Yeah, <laughs> we have a guest. Actually, it's a friend of mine. Uh, also, you know, been a uh, friend on you know through the internet and stuff. But actually, it's, uh, I, I will introduce you to uh, Fatty Janai. Uh, Hi everyone. A- um, you may remember me from the Otaku in Review podcast uh, back. In, I think I was co-host for the first fifty or so episode, or maybe eighty. It's been a long time, but uh, yeah. And I've also I've been on the podcast a little bit here and there since then. I've also uh, guest hosted on the Eroge Bus, which is the, the Digital Bugs podcast, and a few others here and there. Um, so it's good to hear you. It's good to be here. Thanks uh, for letting me on, Chuck. Oh no problem. No problem, uh, Fatty. Uh, you want to call you Fatty? <laughs> fatty. Just call me John. <laughs> fatty John. Whatever. John. I know, right? Because you... or John. You can call me John. All right. <laughs> no. That's easy. All right, right. Yeah. You are so professional. I am so professional. Would you believe I'm a paid voice actor at times? At times. <laughs> um, no. So so uh, John, the uh, so you, welcome uh, to the podcast, and uh, we know. Uh, there's been a couple things in the news. Uh, we were gonna, like we said, uh, we we're gonna talk about uh, recent stuff like like Magfest that happened uh, last week. Uh, well, was it this weekend actually? No, it was, uh, last, it was last weekend. Last weekend, yeah. Yep. This is Super Bowl weekend this weekend. So, uh, but we also on uh, some of the news too today. Um, uh, you know, with uh, the sad, you know, there's also the uh, passing of. Uh, we heard the, the tragic uh, passing of Monty Ohm, uh, the creator of Ruby and uh, Dead Fantasy, as well as a uh, number of other. He was he worked with uh, Rooster Teeth and did a uh, Red vs Blue, uh, to some animations in that. So oh, he did Red vs Blue too. Yeah, it's where That's I, pretty I, unfortunate I, that he yeah. passed away. Yeah, he it was. Yeah, he wasn't. Of course, I don't think he was with it in the beginning. Of the I've I've seen the first two seasons of Red vs Blue, and he was part of the last season. The, the I think, last season, from what I've ever seen on Google. I don't, I don't have my phone with me. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. <it> <laughs> yeah, but he he was helping them out animate too with Red vs Blue. So yeah, so uh, I guess uh, so. Uh, what's your uh, thoughts about this? Uh, you know, this kind of uh, shocker in the uh, anime and uh, you know just animation in the uh, industry. Uh, I'm just not. I'm not too familiar with the subject. I mean, I've I've seen a, lo- a few episodes of Ruby or RWBY as I thought it was <laughs> until <laughs> until someone told me no, it's Ruby. Um, uh, it, it seems like a pretty good show. I didn't, I got like three episodes in and it seemed to be slowing down at that point. So I figured, you know what, maybe I'll, maybe I'll pick it up later. I, I want to see what people are saying about this first. And, you know, if it really catches on and I hear good things, then I'll give it another shot. So, um, it clearly is a popular show. It, uh, I hear about it all the time. So I do want to definitely give it another shot. Um, and it's just really unfortunate that, uh, that this happened to, to the Rooster Teeth organization, the friends and family of this guy. Um, is is the yeah. show still running? Is is it or is it uh, or has it reached a conclusion they, yet? 
they just finished season two and they're they're working on season three but since now he's passed i don't know which animator is gonna take over in the, yeah in yeah the i wonder how that's gonna affect the production yeah, or if they're even gonna continue they were showing like little clips already of season three so it's already being made so it's in mid-production already yeah mm. so whoever takes over you know i'm sure they'll at least do season three since it's halfway there yeah 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 i'm sure they'll figure something out yeah I, I, you know looking at the credits is also um and he was of course the lead animator behind ruby but he had there was another person at the helm with him uh shane over there at rooster teeth so I, I we don't know actually as we're speaking right now there is a uh, podcast going on right now at rooster teeth of them talking about this um as we speak supposedly it started like at 8 30 uh that's still going on where um you know because uh, they're it's Rooster Teeth is you know it's a small group of of fans and friends that are all just pulled together and and started making some cool content online and you know it's it's for them it's a loss uh, in their 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 family pretty much you know especially when you're that small of an organization and someone that's been pivotal for them um, you know for at least from what I've known I, I mean I when it comes to Montiome I've really I too have been kind of out of the loop I remember watching a lot of his dead fantasy stuff. Yeah, that I showed you. <laughs> yeah, you showed me. Uh, you know, because it was it, the way he made that fantasy was, you know, it was like uh, just he, he mixed a bunch of the Final Fantasy girls together with yeah. dead, or, dead or alive girls. And we and, love Final Fantasy. So. And, and, you know, <laughs> but he was, uh, and you see that in uh, even from a few episodes of Ruby, uh, I think when it comes to fighting animation, he really knew what he was doing. He had, uh, he was very creative on that end. And it just, um, you know, but but since then, I even me too. I've I've heard of Ruby. I've known of it in when it was in pre-production, but I've only I've seen a couple episodes. Uh, I've seen, seen them all. You've seen I've them seen all. Them all. <laughs> yeah. Um, second season is my favorite. So if you can get you can get through the first season, like the last few episodes of the first season was really good, and then it really picks up on season two. So just watch, you know, just watch it. It's on Netflix yeah. now. So. Yeah, yeah, I saw it. I was like, wow, this is, this must be pretty big if it's on Netflix. Yeah, it's one thing to be on Crunchyroll; it's another thing to be on Netflix. <laughs> Which I think just happened like within the past two days. I, I don't think it was. And on. it's getting dubbed in Japan right now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's because uh, I'm the same as John. I just I. I really didn't watch it too much, uh, so I, I've really been out of the loop of, of so much of what, what's been going on with Monty, and then, of course, uh, I saw on Reddit and uh, through Rooster Teeth's uh, subreddit and stuff, the news that he was in the hospital, and, and it was just like, it, it was, even when they first announced it, they said it was very grim, and it was, it was, pre it, was it was a shocker, I mean, the guy, is, he was only 33, you know, so that's, mm, that's, that's too young, yeah. And he was healthy just a few weeks ago, from, uh, did you hear what it I, I, I read up what it was, actually. I don't know if you heard, John. What yeah, it? I read an article about it, but it didn't say what he died of. Oh, okay. So. Uh, well, from what I heard, it was, uh, at least when I read on, on Rooster Teeth's side, it was, um, he was getting some sort of operation, but it was a basic operation. It was uh, nothing uh, that insane, but he got a, an allergic, a very serious allergic reaction to it and was left oh. into a coma. He got into a oh. coma from it. And then, unfortunately, and that was probably what happened a few days ago. He was in a coma, f and... That's why they thought it was, you know, pretty serious from that point. Uh, which, yeah, uh, it just... Oh, that's even more horrible then. So it was just a basic operation he was having, and then suddenly this happens. Yeah, it wasn't like Ugh. he had something ongoing or whatever. It was just, you know, he was healthy 
a week or two ago he was all fine and everything and now he's he's passed jeez it's you know so it, i think it, it's so it is a real shocker to to anyone who's even like us known him just just on the side watched you know watching him grow as an animator and everything so but i don't know what you've you so you've watched him improve too right danielle on ruby uh, he's because I, I that was one of the things i had at first was uh, that second season you definitely see a lot of improvements in his animation yeah and but yeah he's a self-taught animator so he it's pretty amazing that he taught himself all that stuff he, I, he, I don't want to i don't even want to touch 3d animation <laughs> no <laughs> yeah i'm only recently getting into blender and stuff like that because i've you know i've developed the game and, and stuff and i want to i'm learning i'm learning OpenGL and how to import <laughs> models into games and stuff and and dealing with with all that, and it's uh, and, and but with you know stuff like Blender, you can make animations in it like Flash, but you got to make the the meshes and the models and everything, and it's it's tough. So yeah, I'm just two D. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the first thing about animation, two D or three D. <laughs> Although if it's not an insane price, I might pick up Miku Miku Dance when that comes to Steam because that's been greenlit. Oh really? So yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh man, yeah. So. Yeah, animation is like I've delved into it with sprite animation back with uh, oh god, I mean this is going back in two thousand three on Newgrounds. I was I added a uh, like a Sephiroth uh, Final Fantasy VII little parody Flash thing, and it's looking back at it now, it looks really crappy though. It got like a top five of the day there. Well, back then everyone was you know figuring out how to use Flash. (laughs) Yeah, we didn't. It was still like, oh, what is this thing, Flash? Oh, you can make stuff with it. Okay. I'm still trying to figure out Flash. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, Flash is now, uh, other than for animators, it's really not been, um, it's all moved to... HTML5. Yeah, it's all HTML5 with uh, Canvas and... um, what else is there? The uh, Well, like Blender and uh, I think there's another 3D... Well, Maya is one thing. I think actually... That's what uh, what uh, Monty was working on was in Maya, which is uh, uh, some companies use that too for their commercials. Like whenever you see like three D hamster, like I think probably the Kia commercial, I think with the hamsters in it, I think that was done in Maya. So yes, it's it's tough work. <laughs> so but it's cool to see someone like that improve, uh, and also in general because from what Danielle told me, he's and I didn't really look this up, but I'm going based on what you say. He was he dropped out of high school. Yeah, he didn't like school, so he dropped out and he himself how to do so he's all self-taught to do this stuff and uh, I know a little bit from the 3d animation and it's one thing that w- which I was at first wondering why Ruby felt a little like um, rough on the edges I guess especially for the first season it was that you know when you see the movements and then they look kind of kind of janky and not mm-hmm. it, it, you know what it is though is because and it's like what he's done it's it's all he did it all manually and that's impressive once you realize the way he did it because most companies now they do mocap they'll hire actors or even buy a pack of motion captured you know default motions and they just edit that he went and actually manually edited each one of so every episode is all cuz he wanted i think he wanted full control over it yeah. and that was really the case like, um that his popular video of he did the dance of glee you know, oh yeah girls, the glee dance yeah <laughs> the K-pop. That's how I learned about K-pop. Was that Glee video he did with all the Final <laughs> Fantasy girls doing the doing the dance? dance. Uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah, because I don't think. Yeah, and to this day, I don't think they really do any uh, at, at Rooster Teeth. Despite the fact that they keep growing, which is great for them, they're 
they I don't think they can afford to really do motion capture, which is a whole you need you need a whole facility and all this. Yeah, that sounds expensive. Yeah, <laughs> we're all poor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, but it's yeah. So that's that's uh, that's what's been trending. You can see it was I it, it trended at least on my feed above the Super Bowl, which was amazing how much uh, that was that he he touched people's lives with that. Wow, that is that is impressive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so well, maybe we can move on to another uh, thing. Maybe something a little bit more positive you know it's but of course before we leave that of course our condolences to, to Monty Ohm's family and all everyone who's fans of him uh even more so than us you know because it's it, it hit us hard too so but uh anyways uh so actually let's move on to MAGFest which was like a week ago right so we uh, you were there John right yep so I, I you know what stinks I haven't we we've actually not been to a, a con in two to three years now which the last one we went to was new york comic-con so but we my condolences yeah thank you <laughs> yeah well yeah it's become Wait, short... which uh, which year was that was that before or after they started eating up niaf uh the, the year after was the last one we went to uh oh, yeah, yeah when, when it was yeah new york anime fest got eaten up we were going to both for two years straight when it was both of them when they were and, separate. It, and it was separate and it was uh it was great and you know, I, me being a, a through my anime retailership, I was able to get because uh, I one of my distributors is Diamond Comics. I was able, me and Danielle were able to get really uh, good pricing for the whole, for actually four days, even the press day, we were able to go. We would get professional badges and stuff, but it was uh, even with that, you even felt awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was it, it was all, the first we 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 got to see you you met um, Kikichi. Yeah. Uh, the creator. I the, lucked the, out. I got a picture with him. You got a picture. I lucked. And that was just out. well. That was just because where you were at the time of the con. You he just him and him and Amano and, were and there with. And he was so cute. He's like he's like your name has two L's and I'm like <laughs> yeah. And I'm like this is cute. <laughs> Kikuchi is the um uh he's the the author behind Vampire Hunter D and it was rare for him to even be at, he's like the kind of homebody kind of uh creator who's never really out. He doesn't go to the cons even in Japan. So it was rare for him to be here, and he was at the New York Anime Fest that we first went to. I think that was back in two thousand. Yeah, I was there. I got his autograph, and I got Amano's too when he was oh, there. Yeah. Oh, so you were there? Yeah, I I think I left to go get um the autograph of um uh the 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 guy who did the voice of Speed Racer um and and I was waiting like. It, like I didn't go online with you. I'm like, you can go. I'll just wait here. And there he was. And, and they like, just walked up to you. Uh, Amano walked uh, up to you and uh, stuff. And uh, not no, Amano. No, uh, Kikichi did. Kikichi. And... I, I went up to him. And I'm like, can I take your picture? And, <laughs> and he was. He didn't. He doesn't understand English very well. And my Japanese is terrible. So <laughs> it was really awkward. And like one of the like his his translators were around him. And he like he went. He he took my shoulder and he pointed at that guy over like that was near him and he's he's like what (laughs) (laughs) so i had to repeat myself and he's like uh and he you know he told him what i said and then and then the guy turns around he looks at me like do you want to take a picture with him and i'm like and i turn around like he's like can i (laughs) (laughs) that's that's really nice that was really cool yeah because you know like any of the the honored guests at any of these conventions even before new york comic-con blew up to anything big it was tough to really catch them or anything you know and he, he didn't want to really go up to them you know they were kind of like hey let us get to our thing let it go to our panel and and that's that you know so it, was, it was pretty neat but it, you know it, but that was the thing with those cons originally it was great because before new york Com- new york anime fest and new york comic-con we would only go to icon out here over in Stoke. 
You know, that was our only, that was our first con. And we, we were going there since 2002 when we first met, <laughs> you know. So yeah. it was like, it was it was cool. That that con was cooler, of course, the earlier it was. And then that con also fell apart, too, when they moved to, they, they couldn't afford, they were always having some sort of internal problems. Uh, Stony Brook University didn't like them. Oh, yeah. That, I think that was the biggest problem. Um, I remember hearing that Stony Brook charged them like $100,000 just to use the facilities. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. I could be completely wrong on that number. I'm not good at remembering numbers, but uh, it was some insane number. Um, but yeah, Icon. I I loved Icon when I first started going there, which was when I it was actually my first convention period that I went to, um, which was 2004, I think, or 2005. And uh, I loved it there. That was actually where uh, you know I started really uh, going to the panels and and learning about video games. I was like, holy shit! I'm sitting in a classroom and I'm learning about video games. Yeah, that's this is awesome. Um, yeah. How have I not been doing this my whole life? Um, and then I discovered hentai. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they would. They would uh, it, uh, the Javits Center thing over there. That they, it, they, I think that's what it was also called. Even though it's not the Javits in the city, it was. I think that's what that little that movie center part over there in Sony. Yeah, Park. it was the Javits Building. The Javits yeah. Building. Yeah, they, they, those were fun, especially when um, <laughs> some of them like they'll play like regular anime, and then all of a sudden. People start leaving. <laughs> You're wondering why, and then, and then they put this hentai on. I'm like, oh. Yeah, I wasn't even into anime at the time. I didn't get to, into anime until I went to Anime Next, which uh, was uh, about a year later. Mm -hmm. But I saw hentai there, and you know, all my friends were like, "Oh, you got to go see hentai. It's the funniest thing ever." <laughs> and I'm just like, "Okay, it's, it's fine." Fun. It, it is fun watching it with a group of friends that don't take things seriously and just laugh at it. Yeah, when it becomes just a just, yeah, just laugh at it. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, but that was cool. One thing I can give positive to to Icon. That you don't see with the ones in the city is that you can hang it becomes a hangout at one point um and you can be there until like one o'clock at night yeah. hanging out and that was that was cool over there and i think that's also why stony brook didn't like anyone actually the first when i first went there in 2002 we were able to brandish weapons <laughs> on us real ones <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, i'm like this I, is good <laughs> for our cosplays I, I think i cosplayed a, a really terrible like uh trunks cosplay with like purple a hairspray or something i, I forgot what it was, it was terrible but it was, oh, you did it at the last minute That's yeah funny. yeah but but i had a sword on me too and it was a real sword and uh, i was like you know i was yeah, able to walk around walk around with with swords can't do that anymore. no no you can't you can't yeah. even walk around with a wooden sword no flat they, one I, that's what happened to me in uh, <laughs> uh in a at anime fest no 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 yeah, at icon no it was at icon, icon. it was at it was icon. icon i went i had a wooden prop of our badges we had to go we had to leave and go back online oh that's right we had it because i, was, I had i yelled at the security guard I'm like, are you serious <laughs> I, had a, I had a wooden prop of titus's sword well uh, you know the the, the water sword from, from final fantasy 10 and it would just mm -hmm. uh yeah they were like you know they were being such assholes about it, it was oh just, my god i was like come on are you serious i mean i understand not i, I understand not it being not allowed to brandish actual weapons that that's under, that's completely but understandable but it wasn't a real weapon but it was a problem yeah like what are you going to do with a wooden sword i mean come on <laughs> it was flat too so <laughs> yeah. i don't know but that's yeah that eventually we just stopped going to icon but then that's when we started going to new york anime fest was the first one and then comic con uh, before we go into you know, your Mag, uh, Magfest, which I'm hoping is more, so from what I hear, it's actually more like how Icon is, and it, but even better. Uh, bef 
right? Is that it's kind of like it's um, a, it's, a, it's a video Magfest game. Is, okay, so Icon is more of a gen- general sci-fi and geek convention. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's everything from D and D to um, what else? Doctor Who. The, a lot of yeah. a lot of the the geek stuff. I mean, then, then there is a, a splash of anime and video games in there, but mm-hmm. there's also a splash of everything else that's in geek culture. Uh, right. Magfest was very much centered on gaming. Um, and that's what MAGFest actually stands for, Music and Gaming Festival. Right. Um, and uh, so almost everything there had to do with gaming. And there, there actually was a splash of anime stuff there, mm-hmm. uh, which was nice to see. And I actually – before I went to MAGFest, I had heard from some of my – one of my cosplayer friends on uh, Facebook – that there's actually a lot of drama there about anime fans who go to MAGFest, that people are just, you know, have that attitude. They're like, oh, this is a gaming convention. Get your anime out of here. And it's like uh, the anime cosplayers get a lot of that, apparently, get a lot of that attitude. I I never cosplay, so I can't speak for that. But I can at least say it seems like actually a very welcoming community at MAGFest. Um, You know, in in spite of all, all the the whole reputation that gamers have that we're all a bunch of racist bigots and yeah. that just yell at each other online. Yeah. Uh, there were a lot yeah, of nice people there. In <laughs> fact, I would say the people there are much nicer that, than at an anime convention. And it might be because the yeah. uh, the general populace was older than you would have at an anime convention. But, right. I mean, there were people I, I don't even know that were just saying hi to me. Um, people being, being very courteous, holding doors and stuff. You know, stuff you don't really see at an anime con. Um, and I saw quite a few anime fans there too. Um, so it was, it was nice to see. It was really, it was really a a nice experience. It's, it's funny you talk about the, um, yeah, the different, that, that hatred towards anime cosplayers. I, before, uh, New York Comic Con got, you know, New York Comic Con ate New York Anime Fest, basically. (laughs) Um, yeah, when I went to both, uh, especially for the first time I went, I, when I went to New York Anime Fest, it was like a party. It was, you know, a lot of cosplayers. It was, it was fun. People were actually out. Of, didn't get out of there until late. Um, too. It was, I think, to like midnight. People would just really start dancing in the hallway. Yeah. Pe- and this was, is when we, there were two separate conventions, right? Yeah. At right. Different this, times. This was like 2008, 2009, when it was it was two separate cons for an- right. Anime Fest and, and Comic Con, New York Comic Con, and uh, so we went to Anime Fest, and that's what it, it, it felt. It felt like a, a big party, uh, and yeah, people would just it, like you might see in some of the anime fests, or even uh, from what I hear happens in the the brony cons too, where people just are random people who don't even know each other just start going into dances and stuff and and, and high fiving each other they don't even know, and it was it was pretty like a, a nice camaraderie, a uh, little you know a little rambunctious at sometimes too because it is a younger crowd, but um, I'm young at heart. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it was neat. But then what was interesting is um, when I went to New York Comic Con. It was almost like it was a business. It, it felt like, I mean, it, I felt like I, I should have been wearing almost, not a suit or anything, but it was like. It, it <laughs> business was, casual, yeah. It was like, it was like wait a second. It, if people, for the most part, it was very, it was very dull kind of feel. People were very like in, in the, the, the that, that party attitude that, that was there at New York Anime Fest was not there at all. It was Yeah, of, like it's a completely different environment. Like, uh, you know, you go to back, back when it existed, you go to NIAF, New York Anime Fest, and you go into de- just the dealer's room alone, you can tell, like, you know, how independent the, the dealers are, you know, they're mostly small businesses, and then you go into the dealer's room at Comic-Con, and you see Wizards of the Coast, yeah. Square Enix, uh, Marvel, mm-hmm. uh, Rockstar Games, it's like, holy shit, this is really commercialized, it, it, uh, whereas it, it, NIAF was the complete opposite. Yeah, and what, what was interesting, though, and, and, and uh, Sega was there at... Um 
they had a booth. I remember Sega having a booth over there at uh, at New York Comic Con when we went, and they had people in, dressed up as zombies going around giving zombie hugs, <laughs> but which would have been a, which would have had great reception over at New York Anime Fest. But when they were trying to do it over there at, at New York Comic Con, it was honestly giving like people were like kind of weirded out by it. And me and Danielle were like the only ones that were going, yeah, hey, yeah, zombie hugs, zombie hugs. So we were yeah. all fine they, with they that. They carried one person away. That was yeah. that was so hard. <laughs> we, we, were, we were all great. Oh, this is awesome. This is nice. But it, it, it felt like people they were, were getting fun. They were throwing free sh- stuff for everyone. It was they were really good. <laughs> and there were a few anime cosplayers there. And yes, there was that attitude of, of people talking under their breath going, oh, get these anime fans out of here. Get these cosplay anime cosplayers out of our convention. It was like, I was like, really? Come on. Yeah. And, but, and yeah. just the whole fact that the first year they combined the two uh, conventions, that they basically sh- shoved the anime into the to the bottom, into the basement. We couldn't yeah. find it. <laughs> we could, yeah, we couldn't find them. I, I couldn't find it either. I'm looking all around. I'm like, where's the anime stuff? It was all and then, oh, no, you had to go down these two flights of stairs, and it's all the way in the corner here. Yeah, we found it it's on like, the next day. We're like, where did it go? <laughs> it really was like, oh, let's, oh, the anime fans are here. Just just get them to the corner while we do our real business over here on the side. And so that turned me down from it. But we still went. You know, I think we still went one more year. But it then it was it, overcrowded, it went, and we it, couldn't get to anything. It was it was Lion Con. It was or sho- Shoulder Con. And, you know, we, and we had the special beds. <laughs> Too. We have the professional beds. It, we, you think we will get like a little bit more treatment, but we didn't get anything. It, it was pretty much you, you. You were luck. You couldn't get into any panels. You couldn't. The, the going around the, the dealer's room was basically a conga line the whole way around. It was. I remember the dealer's room being insane. It was yeah. just. I, you know how can you in, enjoy the convention when it's just that overpacked? And also, the, I remember the dealer's room, the first year they combined both cons. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have the, the generic comic book geekery uh, whole section, which is like 90% of the dealer's room. Everything's all widespread. There's plenty of room to walk around. And then all the anime stuff was in the back. Yeah. And the tables were crowded uh, and, and put placed close together, and you couldn't move around. Yeah. Um, so they clearly... One didn't plan well, and two that they, they didn't really realize how popular anime stuff actually is. Yeah. I think they really underestimated. They're like, "Oh, this shit's not gonna sell. Let's just put it in the back and put all the tables clumped together. No one's gonna be there anyways." And well, that obviously didn't happen. No. <laughs> so no, they underestimated that by far, by a long yeah. shot. It was like, I, I, I couldn't believe it. It was like, you know, they really should have kept it as two separate cons because. Because both cons were both were were getting bigger every year, and then they just decided, and they were both making money. I think right. the issue was just Anime Fest wasn't making enough money. Right. <laughs> so so Reed Exhibitions was just like, eh, we don't need that Anime Fest. Yeah. I don't know. It's a, yeah. So but but Magfest seems like a middle of the ground kind of thing, right? It was kind of but but of course more for gamers for for us gamers. It was definitely more where it, it where kind of like it is at at a. At Icon, at remember I don't know if you remember at Icon they would have like it was kind of like the basement though this basement room where you everyone play Smash Brothers and everything there. Mm-hmm. Be, like, yeah, I remember that on there. Uh, but it was more so like that, but but everywhere throughout the the booth. The so so there. Magfest had this amazing arcade. So you you have to go sometime. Oh. If if you've been a gamer for at least 10, 15 years, yeah, and you like you know if you play if you played. Um, you know, arcade games at, at the, your local arcade or at Nathan's or whatever when mm-hmm. you were a kid, you have to go to Magfest. Uh, they had um, an entire huge – actually, they had three huge rooms. One was the dealer, dealer's room, which was actually much smaller than I was expecting, and it was mostly independent artists. Um, they had 
uh, a room with all arcade cabinets. Uh, they had nice. like the Play Choice Ten, which was old the old, old Nintendo games, mm-hmm. like Duck Hunt, Mario Brothers. They had that. Um, they had Asteroids there, Pole Position. Oh man, um, you name it, they had it. Uh, Outrun. I, I could go on. Um, they had tons of rhythm games. If you like Bamani games, yeah. uh, everything from Beat Mania to Drum Mania to the Guitar Freaks, they had all that stuff. Uh, a lot. They had like yeah. eight pump machines. If you like pump it up. Yeah. Um, what else? Uh, they also so one of the other rooms was a console gaming. So they had a lot of N sixty four set up there with Smash Brothers. They had all three versions of Smash Brothers. Um, <laughs> oh. uh, Three, three, four. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, yeah, that's, right. <laughs> that's right. There's four now. There's four now. Um, yeah. um, they right. <laughs> had uh, Project Diva for Hatsune Miku fans out there. Uh, they they had all just kinds of N64 set up with random games. They had Dreamcasts with a bunch of different games. Um, Super Nintendos. It, it was really awesome. Like if you even if you're not into competitive gaming, if you want want to just unwind for an hour or two and just play some games that you haven't played in a few years. Uh, that is the place to go. I, I played some Duck Hunt and I got to level 16 in on one try, and I was like, "Holy shit, I'm still really good at this game." <laughs> nice. Oh man, yeah, I've been a gamer far longer than I've been an anime fan. Um, I mean, it, literally since I was a year and a half. I am not joking with this. I remember for my second birthday, my dad giving me we had he bought an Atari 2600. And uh, I don't know if it was for me or for him at the time because he was also playing it as well back then. Uh, he loved Moon Patrol. He loved Space Invaders. He loved um, – uh, it was a couple other games. But I remember for my second birthday – I don't know how I can remember this. I think it's because I keep reminding myself every year about this. I was given Pitfall. Um, I think there was mm-hmm. one other – a couple other games I got on the Atari. And I mean this was after the Atari fell though because it died in 83. I mean this was before I was born of course. But, um, but then I got into Nintendo later on. But it was – so I've been gaming the whole time, and I uh, do you. I don't know if you remember because you were here on on the island, and uh, you do you remember the the arcade at Smithhaven Mall at all? No, they had an arcade there. Yes, there was. Uh, it, it's uh, it was called Time Out. It was huh. uh, it was over where uh, the uh, Macy's. It, well, the Macy's end over there. There's that side where you make uh, you know where you can come in through the other entrance where there's now the the the, um, uh, the pretzel place. Yeah. Across from that, on um, if you were, say if you were to leave Macy's and make a left to go down there, and on the right hand side where there's now I think just like a, an iPhone fix it glass thing there, that was uh, Time Out. It was an arcade. It was wow. it was awesome. I remember uh, I got the high score on uh, uh, the tur- uh, Ninja Turtles. I think it was Turtles in Time uh, or one of the other Ninja Turtles arcade. Oh, games. that's a great game. <laughs> and they and they and they rode on the card. And they, what they did, they used to put the card up top on on the the on the cabinet. Uh, oh, wow. A person's name on there saying, "Hey, you got the high score and everything." And uh, it's uh, yeah, it they they got rid of it. I think in like the mid '90s, late '90s, something like that. It was that's when it, it left, and and you know we haven't seen an arcade out here since. Yeah, there aren't too many arcades out there. Uh, oh. Just a few Dave and Buster's, and the one in Farmingdale's closing in a few days. Uh. So that sucks. Uh, we still got the one in Islandia though. Um, there used to be an arcade in the Broadway Mall, I remember. Yeah. Um, have you ever been to the arcade in the Bayshore Mall? Uh, Next to the FYE? Oh, yes. Yes, I have. Yes, I, That one that. was awesome. Yes, I've been to um, that. So I remember one Black Friday, um, instead, of av- uh, instead of getting up at 5 a.m. to go to Walmart and wait in line, uh, I got up at 5 a.m. to go to the arcade. Nice. <laughs> they had all their games half price. 
oh, until like 10 a.m. Uh, and it was awesome. I just played uh, DDR. Uh, I played some Beat Mania, even though I suck at Beat Mania. Um, and <laughs> just a whole bunch of rhythm games until 10 a.m. And it, it was amazing. Little initial D. Nice. Yeah, but you know, that arcade's gone now. Um, yeah, really, the only place you can play arcade games at are on Long Island, are Dave and & Buster's, and Tri-County. Uh, Tri-County does have a really good DDR machine, so they're oh, worth cool. a visit. Nice. I'll try. Okay. So, yeah, and I almost I shouldn't have forgotten about this. It was also Sports Plus out over here. Yes, Sports Plus. Sports Plus. I forgot about that, them too. It's got yeah. It replaced with an LA LA Fitness, and it all. Uh, we me and Danielle used to when we first started dating. We were uh, we were going over there all the time to play DDR. Yeah, that was our date night. That was our date. <laughs> that was our date night. Was to go over there and play and, and and just play until we can't move our legs and anymore. Also play go DDR. And ice skating and yeah, an ice skate over stuff. there. That was fun. That was it was great, and you know, the, uh, Sports Plus. But that eventually f- is, you know, that that's long gone now. And there, there apparently though is, uh, I think it's someone from my graduating class in high school living now back over in my hometown in Selden. He opened up a, um, I think it's called Crazy Arcade something, which um, it opened up. It's on Mill Country Road over down there, but it's um, it's it's one of those where uh, they have a bunch of PS4s and and Xbox Ones in there, and, and I think a Wii U too in there, and you pay. Mm-hmm. Eight dollars an hour to sit there and play on the console. You sit on a couch. And this and... this just opened, you said? Yeah, not too, not too long ago. I, I can I I can look on Facebook and give you the link to it. But he it's yeah. a, supposedly it's a guy from my graduating class. I, I you know what? If I probably look more into it, I'd be like, oh hey, I remember this guy. And I know where the the, the facility is, which is interesting, is is where Danielle back when we were in high school had her sweet sixteen uh, party at. That I didn't want. You didn't even want. Yeah, it was. It, it was like that. a. It was like a, a party hall over there. But now it's a. Uh, it's now a one of those where you pay like it's like eight dollars an hour to sit there, and, and they'll have like tournaments of, uh, um, uh, you know, Call, Call of Duty tournaments. Uh, they'll have some uh, Grand Theft. I think uh, later in the evening you can play Grand Theft Auto Five and so forth. When it's you know not any little kids coming over to see see that, but uh, you know. Um, yeah, I I seen this. It's just it looks like they just started like this year so maybe uh there might be something to check out i might go yeah definitely i mean uh selden's only about a half hour from where i am and my parents live right right near there too so uh it would be pretty convenient for me to go there yeah yeah it's it's uh it's crazy something arcade i'll 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 try to find it out but it's it's uh i'll I'll give you the link when when i get after the podcast but it's but it's really tough it's it stinks because it's really tough to find those kinds of arcades anymore around here uh, unless it's i mean there there's a i looked up to there was boomers and stuff there's other like these most they're mostly go-karting places but they're all yeah there's a go no is it a go-kart place no there's a mini golf place um i don't forget what town it's in it's it's like south of, southwest of ridge but um uh, I, I remember, you know, I, I went there with my father, who I, uh, I see a few times a year, mm-hmm. and uh, on one of my trips with him, I went to, to play mini golf with him, and um, and I checked out the arcade there, and, but they didn't have they didn't have any like good games really. It was just like nothing classic or retro. Um, they didn't have DDR or any rhythm games for that matter, and uh-huh. so I was just like, eh. You know, it's not not nothing spectacular here, but um, that might be worth checking out for some other people who are into you know the other types of games. It was mostly like those gun games that you see out uh, now. Yeah, uh, it, it things. What's what's interesting too is I've um, this is more of a New York thing too. That I mean, well, arcades have gone down, but actually, well, they're starting to come back slightly because of the fact that retro gaming is so big. 
Yeah, they are. I do see a little bit of a comeback happening, and ho I hope it continues. Me too. I mean, it is, not only are you getting retro gaming, but I could tell you on the game development end, you're getting people that are retro developing. They're actually, I've seen people, uh, they're learning how to develop on the old Game Boy and the old NES and and not only, and make a game and also put it onto the chip, uh, onto a, a cartridge. Wow. I can play. So you, that's That's impressive. Yeah, which... <laughs> You know, that's a challenge for a programmer because you have less to work with on those mm -hmm. devices. And yeah. You, you can make a, a, a simple app, like even a Flappy Bird game can be like 30 megabytes in size. Yeah. Um, you know, but you can't – I forgot the size capacity of the – of the like an NES card, but – It's not much. <laughs> yeah. You, you could not do that on there. And even then, even the like Mega Man games and stuff too, that you know, made by Capcom, the, you know, the – big names in the business they had issues with lagging then too because it was just too, like say if you play a stage on Mega Man where you got a lot of stuff going on on the screen you you do a jump and then you, you, you're you kind of floating down because it's the, the processor in the NES couldn't really handle it mm -hmm. it was just too much happening at once so but that's pretty neat that I, and yeah I'm hoping and, and cons like Mad, Magfest and stuff they're bringing back that that uh, the retro gaming and hopefully more arcades but I did notice um a couple of years ago, I did go upstate to the Catskills, and uh, it was one of those lodges or whatever out there. But they had a full arcade in it too. Nice. It with, with um, it wasn't a cheap arcade. It was pretty decent. It was it was like maybe about a fourth the size of Sports Plus. Huh. It was it, and it had all everything there. And yeah, you, you missed out, Danielle. You weren't there. <laughs> you would. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't. Don't it was, it was back when I was in a uh, I was in a business marketing thing, uh, but uh. I but part of the, I, I sold enough or whatever and got a trip up to the the, the Catskills for uh, you know more meetings. But they had an arcade. And I was like, all right, they they that's all that's where I spent my time was in the arcade there. I was like, oh, come to the business meeting. No, let me finish uh, some uh, House of uh, House of the Dead or something like that. You know, I was playing up there, but it's yeah. So arcades. yeah, in general, I think we all do. I, but it's. Let's hope that this kind of uh, bring back to retro gaming is, is going to do that, bring back arcades too. It, supposedly there's a lot of barcades coming out. Like in Jersey, I hear there's a couple that have Yeah, there's a few out. in the city. I haven't been to one yet, but I've heard they're great. Which is basically what Dave & Buster's is. But Dave & Buster's is kind of – it kind of plays off like a just, you know, oh, we're, we're a bar and a restaurant. But by the way, there's games. I mean, they, they do – boast about it but even then when you go in it feels like you're you feels like you're a criminal walking into that place every time <laughs> i feel like you get the get guys in suits there going hey you, you're old enough to, to come in and have drinks it's like yeah uh, i've been for the past 10 years uh yeah. well, i can't handle alcohol so it doesn't really matter for me <laughs> oh yeah that's true yeah you're not <laughs> you can't drink your sake no no she's <laughs> well, you're like her, her her father is uh is half italian half japanese and um he turns bright red. He yeah. He, he, <laughs> oh jeez. He he gets he you know the typical anime uh trope where he you know his face is just beat red. Yeah. Well, <laughs> actually, my whole family it turns beat red. When I was in Japan and I was watching them drink sake, all their faces was red. <laughs> I'm just sitting there going, "Wow, everyone's in the family." Yeah. <laughs> even even your cousins over yeah, in Japan, yeah, they were oh, yeah. oh my god. It just runs in our family. Yeah. So she... our kids will be 
Irish but red faces. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, I have Irish genes, so I'm I'm the other way around. I can handle a lot. Of, I I haven't tested it, but I can handle a decent amount of alcohol. So it's like, <laughs> so I don't know. Our kids might have, uh, you know, obviously when they're old enough to drink, uh, <laughs> uh, to, uh, yeah, they'll uh, they'll uh, probably we'll say they'll either have your genes or mine. But uh, anyways, but you know, it's uh, yeah. But Japan, actually, speaking of Japan, you, you you have family in Japan. Actually, her cousin, who's now just had a baby, yeah. right? She's yeah. yeah. We're getting, I'm getting old. You're getting old. <laughs> yeah. Well, stinks. You know, you know what it is too. Do you notice this on Facebook? And I, I think I voted, did this too. Said this, especially at our age now, where all you see is baby pictures. Yeah. All your friends. It's just like you, yeah. you can't talk about anything else, and yeah. no one cares about it. But if you if you post baby <laughs> pictures, a million things. I see that a lot. Yeah. Oh, I probably look like such a child because I post things like fun anime and games and other fun stuff, and everyone yeah. just posts about. Look at my baby. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, well, well, I do notice you. You get a lot of feedback though when you, when you do your Facebook stuff, which is good. You know, a lot of your friends are, or at least you know, when, when you're making jokes and everything, it's uh, it's yeah. My friends are usually pretty positive about the stuff I uh, I post. Yeah, <laughs> we we get unfortunately. I think a lot of our. No one looks at anything I do. Uh, even, at least for even, yours. even even my animation I put up, like I put a lot of reviews. Like look what I'm making and no one cares. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, but if you if if you put like a cryptic uh I'm pissed off today thing. Yeah. Uh yeah. people were like, What's going on? Uh, call me. What's this? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> uh it's like uh but you know. But mm. Baby Book. Yeah. <laughs> Baby book, yeah. It's become that. But you know, you know, social media it's that kind of thing but actually speaking well i guess maybe this we could transition to this because I, I know this is a talking point that at least me and you john can talk a lot about i don't know about you and danielle but uh you know with, with gamergate i get back you know talking with games uh so i guess uh well <laughs> gamergate uh the gg word the gg word oh, the, no. oh no misogyny <laughs> <laughs> you know uh, harassers but well i i've mentioned it on my site too, I've I've came out as said that I'm pro Gamergate um, because uh, even before all of this happened, I was uh, I I saw the the whole social justice warrior movement thing move on. I mean, I was I was on Reddit. Uh, I, I I mentioned this a number of times on online, but uh, it was back in like late 2013, I think it was. Where uh, I don't know if you remember that whole Chick Fil A. Um, debacle where oh yeah when they said that when they had a political opinion for some reason yeah and they said that uh, they were against gay marriage yeah there was this you know you had this whole thing where people were talking about that was the that was the trend for the time at the moment it was like you know everyone talking about chick-fil-a and then you know chick-fil-a shouldn't you know be doing that because it's again you know people were then boycotting chick-fil-a because they were um offending the lgbt community and i you know i went on uh the I remember one time going on the uh, atheism section of Reddit where I, I ready, I'm constantly on there uh, mm-hmm. talking and stuff. And I made a top, there was a post about, I don't know if you remember, there was a church in the South that um, it was uh, this, 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 uh, you know, mostly black church that was there that went and they, they got all this chicken from Chick-fil-A and posted a picture of them all holding it in, in, in protest to say, we, we, we don't like the LGBT community. We, sh- we eat at Chick-fil-A. And I made a top comment on there. I, I probably shouldn't say it on the, the podcast. It was a little tongue in cheek, 
it wasn't it wasn't racist or anything, but I was I was stating a point more on religion. It was maybe anti anti theist, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, uh, someone mentioned to me on the post that says, "Oh, you've been." Looks like people don't like you right now on our shit Reddit says. I'm like, what the hell's shit Reddit says? Oh boy. And I look, and in that thread, they 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 basically copied my comment and linked to, to me, and were brigading me to the most part, and going, this guy's a piece of shit. Uh, you know, what? what why did he say that? Oh, what a racist piece <sighs> of garbage. And I'm like, wait a second. I was talking about the religion aspect of it. It was something basically with Stockholm Syndrome. It was a joke like with um, <laughs> basically I said it was a history's example of Stockholm Syndrome. That's what I said, uh, you know, with the religion, whatever. But it was <laughs> but the thing is, I had I that's when I first found out about uh, shit Reddit says and and what a social justice warrior was and what these these people were. And I was like, they, they were like extremely offended over every little thing right and you weren't even being racist they just thought you were being racist so because they assumed yeah you obviously oh obviously you're being racist then i mean these are the same types of people that thinks a video game is being misogynist just because it has a woman with big boobs in it and it's and that it's trying to make a statement or push an agenda of some kind no it's not no it's the same that, that, that line of reasoning but yeah i've i've seen this um, for years, um, mm-hmm. ever since sites like Kotaku and Polygon, yeah. um, just took anything that could be construed as offensive to uh, these social justice warrior people, um, and started just ranting about it. Um, and it clearly, I mean, I know Kotaku only does it to get traffic. Oh, yeah. I, I, I would, I would even be willing to bet that most of the writers on Kotaku don't believe half the shit they say. Right. Uh, but they're just doing it to get traffic because, hey, Gawker writers get paid per click. Yeah. Uh, it's been confirmed or, uh, a mm-hmm. few months ago. No, I've heard that a year ago or something. I believe that was confirmed. But uh, this is the world we live in, and it's re- it's really crazy. It's These people – I'm sure these people have existed, people with these yeah. crazy views – have existed for quite some time, but now that they, thanks to social media, they have a vehicle to, to they have a, a loudspeaker or megaphone to to preach about it, and it's spreading, and it's it's not good because it's it's a real it's a real threat to freedom of speech. It does because it comes off as 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 left leaning. Um, it, it comes off as this pro progressive left leaning stuff, but it's really just a wolf in sheep's clothing. It's not really, it's not really progressive left-leaning. It's really just, it's like the one million moms, but just pretending to be liberal. Mm-hmm. It's, and, and then everything becomes a hot point with them. It's, it, and, and they'll, they'll say that they're, they're pro LGBT and all this. And it's like, and they're, they're attacking people like me, who's an ally to, to that, uh, organ. I mean, that's how I met, found out who they were was through being harassed for defending LGBT. You know, that's how I became on the, the shit, shit end of the stick with, with the uh, with the social justice warriors. It was like, you know, like, so that's when I became critical of it. And as soon as I started seeing the whole thing with, I didn't even know what Gamergate was, like, within the, after the first month it, it was there, I, I, I started reading up on it. And I was like, okay, what's going on right now? And I think it was actually it was Internet Aristocrat that I saw his videos. And that's what got me to understand what was going on and with the whole Zoe Quinn thing and. Uh, collusion in the in game journalism. Excuse yeah. me. Yeah, I was, didn't know. I didn't really yeah. 
start following Gamergate until like late August um, of 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I heard a little bit about, about what was happening because one of my friends was like, oh, there's shit going down in the gaming world right now. Um, so some developer cheated on someone and now, and now people are, people's comments are getting deleted from Reddit and people are getting doxxed. Yep. And I'm like, holy shit, what the hell's going on here? And then I tried researching it a little bit, but there wasn't much to go by because it didn't, the movement didn't have a name at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Quinspiracy was like the closest thing that to, to a name that it had at that right. time um but you know gamergate wasn't created until a few weeks later i believe yep um but yeah it was hard to really look up information on it because that was before this was even before the gamers are dead uh, articles came out yeah. um when the which was when the 15 or so gaming sites uh, all declared that that the gamer identity is dead um that you know that was before that and uh, I tried looking at Wikipedia, but there was really nothing there at the time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but I so I really didn't get into it much at first. And then a, a few weeks later, I dis- I forget how I discovered it, but I discovered uh, Reddit.com/r/Kotaku in action. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, which is obviously uh, a, that that title is a parody of Tumblr in action, which yes. is another <laughs> another uh, subreddit that loves to make fun of social justice warriors. Right. They're both very good subreddits. I would suggest subscribing to both for anyone listening. I'm subscribed um, to both. That's what. <laughs> yeah, but that I discovered Kotaku in action, and then one day someone posted um, a People's History of Gamergate. And uh, I don't know if you've read the post, but it's it's a very long post. It took me like half of the day to read it, but I just really I was like, holy shit! So this is really what's happening here. Yeah. Um, and it was it was pro Gamergate biased. Um, yeah. And I did you know read it with the thought in mind that this was pro Gamergate, so you know it might not be a hundred percent accurate. Um, but you know it did provide sources, and it did seem to back up most of its arguments pretty well. Um, and yeah. it made me realize that. You know, maybe these gamer gators aren't su- such bad people. I mean, yes, the gamer gators that are actually sending death threats to to females and doxing mm-hmm. people, yeah, those are bad people. Right. But there are also people on the anti gamer gate side that are doing that same thing. Yeah. And, um, they're the bad people too. And just trolls um, on that are on neither side that are just trying to stir the pot too. That people that yeah. just go and they'll just send something and go, "Ha, I'm from Gamergate. Screw you. I just I'll just send a needle to your house or something like that." You know, it's like. Or, or you get like this whole thing that happened recently where uh, there was this girl that went up to uh, uh, this gamer club over in in a, in a college and and maced the whole group, you know. What the hell? Yeah, I don't know if you heard about that. I it did was, not hear about that. Huh. Yeah, um, oh, I forgot the name of the the college, but they there was a it was a club meeting. It was like a gr- all the clubs came together. Uh, this was only this was only a couple of days ago. I think this this supposedly happened, uh, and it was confirmed that this the people from the 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 that were there at the events that had happened. And what happened was it was a guy who was there. He was uh, running the, the club. It was it was a gamer club. People and they had a bunch of people come in, girls, uh, guys, uh, you know, to do tournaments of like uh, Smash Brothers and 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 just you know just have a, a college gamer club. Uh, and he said this one girl in red dyed hair went up to him uh, and and she had a pen in her hand and, and a pad on uh, also there too and said uh, she I, she said something to the to the extent of um. Oh, uh, are, are you pro gamergate? Well, um, <laughs> is that what she said? <laughs> no, actually, it's, it's she. She said misogyny first. Oh. She said she oh. said yeah. She, <laughs> so, she said something to the, the extent of, uh, so do you think gaming is misogynistic? Uh, and uh, and then she yeah, then she did this say particularly me, like, gamergate. All the mean girls I went to school with. <laughs> yeah, and then and then the guy who who was running it who was pro gamergate says no, actually I'm I support gamergate and I I support integrity in game journalism and. 
he, he pretty much, she, I think she stomped off or something like that. And he just, he went to go eat lunch and he was back like an hour later. And he comes back and he sees it was utter chaos that happened. There was, um, everyone was, one the one guy went up to him, ran up to him and said, listen, someone came by and maced, uh, pepper spray, not maced, uh, pepper sprayed. Uh, people nearby, and one of the one of the girls that was there had an asthma attack and was sent to the hospital. Um, and apparently, the, the the witnesses said that it was a girl in, in red dyed hair that went by and and uh, got it into the ventilation system, uh, and, and and got the uh, people maced. So, but you know what? To not sound like um, like the way anti gamer gators like to get, you, you know, the action of one person does not mean it's the it's the action of every individual absolutely right so but at the same time it's just that's you know it's it's sad that it's gotten to that point with this thing and it's 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 um you know i was very at first i was i was neutral because i you know i i was fan i was being an anime site runner and and an anime store runner too and i i was at times on my blog i would promote kotaku because at least older kotaku was was a very good site for anime news and video game news and it felt like another it felt like a a, a sister site to mine. Yeah, I used to love Kotaku. And uh, and then I, so I didn't. And also, I'm a game developer too, so I didn't want to really come in and be like, go one end or the other. But I, it, especially after what happened with the Social Justice Warriors to me, with the whole Chick Fil A thing and everything. And then I looked into all of it, and I saw the quote unquote developers that were being promoted and and stuff with Patreon and stuff. I'm like, oh my god, what is going on? Because it's these people that are being promoted by the game journalists. You could tell because a lot of the journalists, and I know this just from what I've done with the, the journalism, with with blogging and everything. I hell, I, I even went to Business Week at one point with. And this is, it was somewhat my blog, but it was more of the fact that I was being, I was ranting on Business Week's website, and they're like, "Oh, you rant pretty good, and come come have dinner with all of us over here, and uh, we'll mention your website and everything." I'm like, okay, <laughs> I had dinner at the CEO's office over there at Business Week, and it was like, okay, pretty cool. But it was, uh, and then it got bought out by Bloomberg, and never, and whatever they were going to plan with us later never happened. But um, oh, that sucks. Yeah, they were going to plan us to go. It was going to be a, a recurring thing where they they talk to the fans and stuff of the site of businessweek.com and and move forward. But I I did kind I you know I did kind of see what goes on in journalism a bit, and it's you know a lot of them they're not they're, they're not savvy in what they're they're into. They're 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 standing on soapboxes and 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 a lot of times just trying to get clicks. And they're not really into what they don't know the depths of the the expertise, particularly when it comes to game design. And and when you've seen people like Zoe Quinn or Brianna Wu or some others that are being promoted, especially Zoe Quinn, I'm not uh, I'm not I don't want to get to the point of saying oh uh, Depression Quest was a terrible game or whatever. It's it it's it's cool to it's good to be uh, make different games. I'm all for that. Absolutely. I'm yep. all for making different games, and that's what Depression Quest was. That's fine. But we've seen games like that since the days of Newgrounds in, in 2001 and so forth with Flash. Fine. But well, if you want a better example, one that you know that one that doesn't come off as might, might, one that might not come off as misogynistic to uh, anyone listening. Um, what was that? Uh, Gone Home Gone was home. another game Go, yeah, that home got overwhelmingly like that. positive reviews, but then people played it and they were like, "This isn't that great of a game." Yeah, it it was it it was definitely a lot of buttering up, and sure enough, as we saw, a lot of the people were friends with the other person. Heck, yeah, there was um, the uh, the girl who now this bef- just before um, Gamergate really started to pick up. Actually, this is I think also in late 2013. There was that whole that Polygon review of Dragon's Crown. 
Um, uh-huh. That terrible one where this this girl reviewed it and was basically like, oh, I hate seeing the girls with the boobs on there and everything. That was the basis of why she lowered it to like a six out of ten or something. Yeah, she like actually that. admitted. I think it was in the last paragraph of the review. She said, "I'm gonna I'm docking this game uh, two or three points." Because of this, because this girl has big boobs, and I don't like the way this game represents the female body. It's it's a great game, but right. I don't like this, so I'm, it it loses a few points there. That's, that's the, what I can't stand is when game reviewers do shit like that, um, yeah. because that is not fair to the general public. No. Who in I'd say the vast majority of the general public doesn't mind that kind of stuff. I might I mean it might push a few buttons here and there, yeah. but it's not gonna you know not gonna cause an uproar. Right. Um, it'll it'll cause a loud minority to have an uproar, but that's about it. Um, yeah, but but it, it's also not fair to the game developers because no. these people, Vanillaware, works very hard on their games, and mm-hmm. I'm sure plenty of other game developers do. And a lot of them uh, get bonuses depending on review scores. So yeah. how do you think these game developers felt when their Metacritic sc- critic score was lowered by this 6 or 6.5, whatever Polygon gave it? Mm-hmm. Um, it probably affected their pay. It had, it had no merit to the actual gameplay. And actually, me and Danielle, in, in, in kind of a protest to it, and I think we might get back to that, we were doing a Let's Play of of, of Source, uh, of, of uh, Dragon's Crown. And you played, Danielle, right? You played as a sorcerer. And, yeah, yeah. And you, you loved it, right? Yeah. And, you, and you didn't care yeah. about the... Oh, well... well you, you, you speak. Well, I don't want to... I'll well, let you say I, that. I don't know why girls don't believe this or know this, but there are girls, real-life girls, that are born, that, that grow up and they have big boobs. Some girls have have bigger <laughs> boobs. It happens. Yeah. I'm one. Of, I'm I'm part of, not to you know to show off, <laughs> but I'm part of that group too. And I right. got made fun of. I got teased for that. Like I had guys go up to me like, "Are those real?" And it, and 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 people think you're a slut because having big <laughs> boobs suddenly makes you like a slut. And that's God. and that's bad. Yeah. And that you know what that makes other girls feel bad about themselves if. A, a character gets a bad review because she because of her body type. What does that say about girls that have or just have big boobs? Right. That makes them feel bad about themselves. It's it, it, it's funny and, and we're the misogynistic ones. Yeah. Okay. What the yeah. Hell? I hate that. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, there was a study. Uh, I'll, I'll link you to it if you want, if you're curious about reading about it. But I remember reading about a study that showed that the people who complain about sexism in video games are more likely to be sexist themselves. Yeah. yeah. That's and I was like, well, that that sounds legit. Actually, <laughs> I could I can believe that. Absolutely, and and you know, and here's here's the kicker with this whole thing. That girl who did that review of Dragon's Crown was She's this. What? No. <laughs> <laughs> Is she? An I don't know. <laughs> she shares your name, Danielle. Everyone uh, shares my yeah, name. Yeah, that's true. Everyone from the '80s was named Danielle, apparently. Well, um, I was born in the late '80s. So. Late '80s, yeah. So <laughs> I'm more of the '90s. <laughs> <laughs> but it um. She was the same girl who reviewed Going Home. Mm-hmm. She, that was the same person who who was friends with the developer behind Going Home. Which again, I don't mind the diverse games being diverse and being written in different languages and even written in stuff that's not even considered a programming language, like Twine was the one that the the the, the markup thing that um Zoe Quinn wrote uh, Depression Quest in, which I I noticed uh, Total Biscuit has been. Showing that he can write in too because it's so easy to do. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's and it's not. But the problem with that, and this is coming from me as a programmer's point of view, who's been. I started programming in two thousand two, two thousand one. I lucked out in high school. I had this really cool teacher uh, who uh, she uh, 
who was a girl teacher, a female, who taught us C and C++ in our, C, in our junior and senior year. Wow, that's uh, awesome! And it was like this is this is great, and actually a lot of the the people that I was in class with were fellow anime fans and stuff. And we also even at one point towards the end of the year were playing DDR in the in the computer class towards the, like summertime. <laughs> that's awesome! Yeah, it was it was a really cool class, but we learned I learned a lot. And actually, that's that was the uh, her class, her web design class was the class where I built Chuck's Anime Shrine from, where this, the very site I'm doing this podcast from came from. That's awesome! And it was. She taught C and C++, and that's what got me into doing programming. Up until that point, I wanted to be, I think, a weatherman or something in uh, for my career. But I went into computer science thereafter. Um, but what the goal was to make video games. But back then, back in 2003, uh, when I was in Southern Community College over here, uh, though I was a good student and everything, I was part of their, I was the vice president of the computer science club and everything, the, the, the professors would look at me kind of weird when I said I wanted to do it for video game development. It was like, wh why, why do you, they look at me like, why do you want to do that? What's wrong with you? I'm <sighs> like, um, because I want to make video games. I want to design and, and, but they were, back then they were very, they were getting on a very uh, Java high. It was, Java was brand new. Um, it, object oriented. Java. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. Object oriented design was, was the new thing, which was fine. Object oriented design is still there. Yeah. Actually now it's, oh, yeah. it's now changed over. It, there's a new paradigm happening with, with, um, with Swift and Scala and stuff called functional programming, um, which is basically, uh, I guess, for any of you programmers out there who know this or anyone wanted to get into programming, it's, uh, I don't know if, how much you know about this either, John, but it's it's pretty much turning functions into variables themselves and then running um, kind of sorts and everything with of those functions. It's kind of like a, it's pretty much, in short, using doing a lot of code in one line. Uh, so hmm. it's, 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 it's making the, the, the language act even like a higher level language like Ruby and stuff like that, where you just do one line and it does a bunch of stuff, but it's but instead it's still a lower level language. Ruby that and sounds stuff. really cool. Uh, what's a good language? Uh, I would definitely get into Swift. I, Swift. I'm I'm a big proponent for that. I know I've been like that lately. I wrote Peaky Pop, the the game I did in Swift. Um, Swift is something I can program on a PC. Uh, actually, no, that's Apple. It's <laughs> Apple. Okay. Uh, any any uh, non-Apple uh, proprietary. Yeah, that one's Apple proprietary. Uh, Scala might be one you can look into, which I think is an add-on to Java. Or uh, I didn't look too much into it, but Scala's been getting getting very much into. From what I hear, they're, they're the ones who started doing this, res uh, doing uh, responsive. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, functional programming as it's called, which is kind of a like I said, it's a new paradigm. It's still object, very much object-oriented design, MVC kind of thing going on. Mm -hmm. um, it's that's very much the core still. Uh, but even so, uh, Java just had an update as well that I looked up called uh, Streams, which uh, I think Java 8 Streams, uh, and that does a lot of the stuff that Swift does now too. With um, it, that's that's functional programming where you you, you run you can do a, a a sort and and very very basic generics that do a lot of stuff just from a few lines of code, but yet it's still readable and it's still lower level code. The reason why I I, I sometimes bash JavaScript and Jake and uh, and um, in Ruby, uh, a little bit because they're so higher up in in the, the when you get to higher level code, it's great for portability, but if you're making video games, you kind of want to have stuff that can run f as efficient as you can to the GPU and CPU. Yeah, because you want definitely. 60 frames a second. You don't want the as they say cinematic 30 frames a second thing. Like who's saying that? I don't know. You've heard of that thing too with gaming, right? With the uh, cinematic. 
uh, thing. I think Ubisoft was saying, or some developers at Ubisoft were saying, oh, oh no, it wasn't developers. Developers wouldn't say that. It was uh, marketing people. They said, oh, 30 frames per second is okay. It's cinematic. 60 frames per second doesn't have to happen. It's like, um... No. No, that's a, <laughs> no, that's no, a no. <laughs> big tenet to game design. And and that's the... I, I feel that's... I know I'm going off on a tangent here with game programming, but I, I, I like, you know... But it's you know the but uh, kind of going back to with the 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 programming in college they looked at me like I had five heads and sure enough all the jobs that they taught us to do went all to India <laughs> and now <laughs> and now I yep. mean if you look at uh, I mean I see commercials for full sale and everything say oh be a game developer uh, learn to not only play the game but make the games and everything oh, yeah, I see them all the time it's like I mean it's it I'm. I'm happy that that's the case now, but at the same time, it gets a little pandering. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, it's like you know. But and then it gets worse when you see the gamergate, um, the ga- the anti-gamergaters, um, the social justice warriors who will promote these non-programmers who who are very content and very um, they're very uh, gloating about knowing nine languages, <laughs> or, or 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 you know, it's like it's like, come on, this is you can't. Talk about it. There's people who made um, hell. A uh, uh, roller coaster tycoon was done in assembly. Wow. Yeah, roller coaster tycoon was done in assembly. I'm not. I wouldn't recommend that for anyone. No. But that's that's about <laughs> as low as a lower level code as you can get. Yeah, it's like one step above coding in binary. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it's the next step up where you're writing to registers and everything, which I did in college, which was actually was pretty fun. But a for loop, for example, in code. A simple for loop that's maybe three lines is like 15 lines, 20 lines in assembly. Oh, you're moving things back and forth through registers and everything and and, and stuff. And uh, it, it was neat to learn it, but it's it depends it depends on the chip you're running for. It depends on all these other things too. So it's it's a little, but it's it's cool. But I I'm not saying everyone should go. All right, you need to know machine language and then. Work your way up. Only real programmers know lower, lower level language, but at the same time, I feel that people should not be promoting these non languages as um, as game development. To me, mm-hmm. that's that's not. You want to know game development? No, no C and C plus plus. That, that's how you develop on a Game Boy. That's how you develop on Game Boy Advance. I was at, you know, I, I printed out years ago. Uh, Nintendo, I think, had available, or someone did for Nintendo had available had a code in in. For Game Boy Advance, and that was it was all C and C plus plus, and it was before nice. any any kind of frameworks or anything. You kind of had to make it make it all from scratch. Uh, it was a little rough, um, yeah. But yeah, so uh, sorry to go off on a programming tangent but <laughs> okay. with with GamerGate, but nothing, actually, so I'm just sitting here. Going, yeah. <laughs> but, well, you know what, I, Danielle, I, we haven't let you talk too much. You know, um, but for in terms of GamerGate, what's your opinion on that as a girl? You know, do you feel that us gamers are misogynists and? And well, we're we're harassers to girls and all this, um, uh, you know. Well, I'm a gamer too, so am I bad? That's the question. Are you, am I like that? Well, t- you would be called to the anti gamer gamer anti gamer haters, uh, social justice warriors, as um a uh, as a sock puppet, or and it you have internal misogyny. That's, that's so gross. You have. Or you, See, that, that, that bugs me even more. So, like, when the whole Not Your Shield thing started, yes. the, the, and for those who don't know, Not Your Shield was uh, a ha- another hashtag mm-hmm. um, in response to all the, all these uh, quote-unquote journalists uh, who were saying that, oh, everyone in Gamergate is just 30-year-old men living in their mom's basements uh, wearing fedoras and, and yeah. sipping on Mountain Dew and eating Doritos. And, My lady. Um, well, you know, then <laughs> once once they started to say that, uh, people start the Not Your Shield movement started, which is when all these um, 
uh, people people of color, uh, other minorities, and women um, would would come forward and say, "Hey, look, uh, you know, I support Gamergate, so shut up." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, basically. And then you know what happened? Then the game journalists went ahead and said, "Oh, oh, these are all just—they're really men who are just claiming to be women." Yeah, or and like really, <laughs> even recently, um... that is really disrespectful. If, you, if you're going to claim to be yeah. pro equality and against harassment, and then you're going to turn around and say that people who are, are claiming to be women are just sock puppets, no, you can fuck off. That—that that is just—that is disrespectful and rude, and you're you're a piece of scum. Yeah, and they're the ones calling us misogynists and, and yeah. racists and everything like that. And it's like, wow. It's like, how bad can you guys get? How how offend? You're the ones who are offensive. How can you say that these well, people are not like who they are? They don't like characters with big boobs. So yeah, that's true. Say about, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and their and their general attitude about everything is, oh, it's okay when we do it. Yeah. You know that harassment of gamer gators. Uh, it's okay when we do it. Yeah. Because and- the gamer gets the bad guys, so they deserve to be harassed. They That's like, really you know what, <laughs> oh, victim blaming? No, yeah. no, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what were you going to say, Danielle? They, like, they yeah. sound like spoiled brats. Well, they are. A lot they, of them, yeah. They really do. They remind me like the girls I went to school with, and I got shitted on for liking Sailor Moon, and I was open about it because I didn't care, so I showed off all my nerdy stuff, and like, I love Sailor Moon. I want to be an animator. Like, I, yeah. Sailor Moon is like my favorite thing, and I got shitted on. They're like, those girls' skirts are too short, and all that kind of like crap, and, and I'm like, I don't care about that. I just yeah. like the show. I like the characters. I never really noticed how short their skirts were. I didn't think right. it was a big deal. It, but, it didn't matter. Know. Yeah, and, and yeah, it's like, come on, uh, <laughs> just like, enjoy the show. Like, yeah, and Wonder Woman <laughs> is pretty much wearing a bane suit all day. So what? The- <laughs> yeah, and all that—that's they'll they'll like they're, they're like, like, but she's fourteen. I'm like, well, Snow White was twelve. Get over it. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's they get. It's you know, the, the I just I can't stand it so much, and it, it what stinks about it too is I've. My coming out saying that I'm pro Gamergate, I've um I have had one guy um who was a regular customer of mine come come out and say he hates me. Yeah, I saw that. That pissed me off. I was ready to to I'm like, can I message him and tell him to? <laughs> and this is a guy who constantly posts posts about uh, K-pop artists. And oh, I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, right. <laughs> he knows. He knows. We're, we're know in the same circle, about. and he I was po- so mad. <laughs> he, he he posts all about K-pop girls dancing around and stuff. I'm like, dude, what the hell? I'm like, and it was when it was early on, and he really got. He hated me when I first talked about because I when I first jumped into it, I really didn't know too much about it. But I saw a post. Granted, it was from 4chan early on before 4chan left towards 8chan. Um, um, where people said that Zoe Quinn was gonna punch herself in the face and and make it look like she got beaten up and talk in front of people and stuff, and I said that this might happen, and then he was like, he 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 went on a rant, hating like yelling at me and everything. He's like, I I wish I was never a customer with your site and everything. I'm like, whoa, holy crap, where is this coming from? That's that's really harsh. Like, that, that's really harsh. Dude. I mean, you you you've been really good to him. You've been good to me. I, I've been a customer of yours for years. Uh, I'm sure you you. You treat all your customers the same way, and just because you have differing opinions on something uh, over a movement as nebulous as Gamergate, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna stop you're gonna stop being a customer now and, and completely tell the guy off. Like, come on. Yeah, and people who I follow that I see might be 
anti-Gamergate. I don't go and block them or, or anything. I, 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 you know, because in the end, it's really just, it, it, it's probably just an, an honest disagreement or people just not knowing what the other one is. And it's, it's it, that, and that's fine. And I'm not gonna, I, I'm being the, the bigger person by not going and blocking and unfollowing these people and stuff. And he. I, I remember I had the conversation with him, and then we eventually agreed to, you know, he unfollowed me, he was yelling at me and everything. I go, dude, what the hell? And then he followed back, and then I saw recently he unfollowed me, and he wasn't, he wasn't blocking me, but it was just like, uh, I'm like, come he on. He almost unfollowed me, too, because of some stuff I was saying to him, because I challenged his opinion on something. Um, yeah. But th this actually reminds me of, of a tweet that, uh, you know, Brentel Floss, uh, he, yeah. he tweeted just yesterday. Um, there was a hashtag trending on Twitter, ruin a friendship in five words. And, and his, his post was, so we disagree about Gamergate. Hashtag ruin a friendship in five words. And I was like, that's so true. It is. It is. It, it, I, I've lost a few friends on Facebook. I've lost a few followers on Twitter because mm -hmm. of the things I've said about Gamergate. And it's just like, come on. At the end of the day, we're all gamers. I just want to sit back and play my games without being called a misogynist. Exactly. Is that really too much to be asking for? And as a game, apparently it is. Yeah. And, and, no, and as a game God. developer, I don't want. I don't want to see things happening, which I'm seeing right now with IG, whatever IDGC, whatever um, these 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 um, organizations that are meant to help indie developers enter the field become gatekeepers because of. Because, and only bring in the people that are are, are um, these these social justice warriors and, and are trying to push this agenda. It should be every game developer with every idea that comes to mind. Not sure. Let Depression Quest, let Going Home go, get through just fine. Let them get their honest uh, review, get honest reviews, and and let it go through just fine. And, and if they're if they're popular, great. If they're not, whatever. That's fine. But they they got to get the choice. I'm there's probably some indie developers now that. Unless they make the next big game like Flappy Bird or something, you know, or, mine, then, uh, Minecraft. or Minecraft, they're not going to be they're not going to be noticed. They're not going to get that extra boost that they can get from some of these organizations that are now blocking gamer gators through that 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 block list and stuff like that. And that that is another that's the most ridiculous thing that that block list, which is actually a blacklist now, because yep. it's gone to the point where people are actually sending it to the employers of people on that list, trying to get them fired. That's, uh, if that's not harassment, then I don't know what is. That's why I sometimes uh, lately I've been treading. I I ha I will get on the the GamerGate thing. I'll start posting things too on Twitter and whatnot because I support the movement for what it what it what's there for, and and I want to support it as someone who runs an anime site, an anime store. And who's a game developer too, and a longtime gamer. Um, but uh, recently, uh, I've been doing yet. I did another programming test recently for a, a gaming company because my current job, let's put it this way, sucks. I I'm, I'm underpaid. I'm I'm paid half of what a, I'm supposed to do web development, and only recently, after doing some, because it just became the case of hey, they need a new website. Oh, by the way, your web developer who was a computer, just a computer guy all these years, is now. Oh now, oh yeah, now he can be the web developer, whatever. But I'm paid half of what a web developer's made, uh, makes. So I've been. I'm also familiar with that situation. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a little ridiculous, and I keep seeing these job offers for the city for iOS developer for fifty dollars an hour and everything, and I'm like, mm, all right, uh, yeah, I'm really being underpaid here. So. But I, of course, want to develop my have my store and everything. I'd rather have it be my own stuff. But let's let's face it. You sometimes have you still have to work first to 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 go there. And it's I'd rather be in a position where I'm working a better job 
that's helping me out so that way I can make my stuff better where I'm not struggling trying to make you know ends meet while at the same time juggling so many things I'd rather have nice something nice and steady and solid in something I like and move forward and so I recently did do a, a code test for really uh, for a company that's um, uh, they've made they, they're the company themselves is not popular. It's their app that they've made. I don't want to say it over the podcast, mm-hmm. um, but uh, let's just say it's a it's a game that's been out for a while. So they told me to do a test in OpenGL, which I've before that was only slightly getting into, which is one of the hardest. It's supposedly some of the hardest stuff to do in game design. It's actually dr- d- designing the shaders and and talking to the GPU directly. <laughs> um, it's 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 rough. It's I, I've learned a lot more from it, and I've and oddly, ironically, it was to make a snow effect, snowfall effect, considering hmm. what's been happening this past week here on Long Island. Uh, yeah, God, but, enough snow already. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and uh, so I've been quiet on on the Twitter end uh, because for that fear, and I shouldn't have to fear that. Um, you know, the, where I can't if I start saying stuff, I'm worried that this company will then see like, oh, oh, he's a gamer gator. Oh, we shouldn't, uh, you know, maybe we shouldn't take him in. And it's like, this job, if I get it, it's going to be really good because I can also work from home. And uh, so no more commuting 40 minutes each day to Amityville. Yay. (laughs) 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 Oh, God, which is stupid because the job I do right now, I can do 100% from home. And I have when it's convenient for the boss, of course. Um, So it's, uh, you know, but it it stinks that that's a problem. You're getting some of these people that are going and attacking people's employment and saying, look what this person said on Twitter. Look what this person said on Facebook. As an employer, I'd be like, I should, a, real, a good employer should be like, so? So what? Yeah. Um, yeah. Why, why, do, why would an employer care about what you do in your personal life? I mean, it, as long as you're not doing it at work. Right. It shouldn't matter. It, yeah. it absolutely shouldn't matter. But that's and that's some of the tactics I've seen from people who hate Gamergate is, 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 is hate us Gamergaters. It's like, it's like, it's bad, and 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 I'm seeing that on the developer side of things too, where where you get organizations that using that blacklist and stuff, and and it's you don't want to see that. And then you're getting people who I used to respect in the industry, uh, talk bad about us, like uh, Adam Sessler, for example. He mm-hmm. he's blocking me. <laughs> I, I I you might have saw when I flipped out like that on Twitter and stuff. I was like, what the oh, what the fuck. I'm like, come on! I've been following this guy before he was—I I think before he was even on G4 and everything and and stuff. What, I think he was on G4, I, I, whatever. He, before he was became popular, popular. <laughs> and because he's an older guy who's a gamer, and um, you know, it was like, you know, he had some good talks then, but now he's part of the whole—I don't know—the uh, the pod people that that have been taken over here with some of them. You got like uh, Joss Whedon and um, who else? Uh, well, there was another famous person who's also oh well uh, the 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 creator of uh, IT Crowd. Uh, oh, it really? Yeah. Glinner is his name on uh, Twitter or whatever. But he uh, he was he he's blocking me. I never even followed the guy or even talked to him at all. He's I'm part I, because of that block list. I'm being blocked by him. Amazing. And and um, he's uh, he's doing that whole thing of saying that oh only all gamer. This is re- just just the past few days ago. He was um saying that 
you know, all, all game all gamer gators are are just white people with uh, you know living in a basement too. And and he, he also compared it to the KKK. Yes, yes, I saw. That I, too. That's another thing I'm seeing is, is these disgusting comparisons comparing Gamergate to the KKK or ISIS and like what? Yeah. Wow. It's yeah. Wow. It's that's like that. Gamergate isn't killing anyone. No. A few, and I mean a few, uh, of them are sending death threats to yeah. to people, and that's despicable. It's wrong. But yeah. <laughs> but really, you're gonna compare those few, or the the whole group rather, to to a terrorist organization? Yeah. Uh, God. Even um, Will Wheaton is like that too. He's saying the yeah. same thing. Yeah, it's he's like, doing that too. I never liked Will Wheaton to begin with, so yeah, whatever. <laughs> he's, yeah, I, I saw him. He was in that video game movie just recently. I saw on Netflix. I'm like, you're just you're just pandering, you bastard. Yeah, yeah. It's like, let's get Pat, uh, Patrick Stewart to come over and kick his ass or something. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's just I don't know. Yeah, I know, I know, but it, it's the kind of thing, and it's still going on. And this, I know a lot of people today have been talking about Monty Ohm and really not going too much. Uh, actually, I did see someone post the hashtag of Gamergate with, you know, respecting Monty Ohm, which I don't think that really is part, you know, I don't think that really is part of the same thing. I think people should just try to... Yeah, yeah, I wish you would keep other issues out of Gamergate. Like, there was another, uh, apparently, uh, someone tried to use Martin Luther King Day uh, as, like, a, to, to help leverage Gamergate with the whole free speech issue. Yeah. And, you know, don't do that. That's yeah. not cool. It's so you know. Th there's some things that people do. That's that. It's like, come on, don't don't do that. It's not part of it. Don't don't mix things that are there because it seems like you're, you're trying to put in your own pedestal. You know, it's like, it's like just, it, they're trying to push their own point and, and use use the movement or whatever to to promote them. You know, which yeah. which we see that a lot on the other side too. But uh, the game journalists, that's that's what they do. They're 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 seeing that this is the thing to talk about. So they'll push buttons and now it gets some tons of views, tons of clicks, and hey, tons of ad money. We got all that going on, so I don't know. Well, Gawker, Gawker was was always on uh, Reddit, was on Reddit shitlist for a while, um, and they hated redditors. Mm -hmm. uh, that was this was before Gamergate. Uh, they were they were spamming the system there, and they got called out on it over there. Um, I remember, and uh, and then they started making um, uh, smear uh, articles against Reddit for a while, and now apparently, now that social justice warriors are apparently part of Reddit too. Um, <laughs> A part They're of their admins, everywhere. small part of Reddit. <laughs> yeah, well, Reddit. Not too long ago, they they um they decided to say they told all the people who work for them that if you because they had people who telecommuted, they said um if you can't work here in our San Francisco office, you're fired basically if you can't move <laughs> over here. And it's like wow, okay guys. And I've even I mean I've been a member of that site for seven years. <sighs> I was one of the people who left Dig when Dig fell apart and to go to Reddit and um uh. I, I, when they've had like the admins talk about stuff, the new things is go. I, I, I pointed that out to them, and of course, you know, they, no one really. Some people paid attention who upvoted me and stuff, but I think it went to deaf ears. And I, ca I always check too to see if I was shadow banned for mentioning such a thing, because that's unfortunately that's a thing too. If you mention anything like that on the site, you get shadow banned, and only admins can do that on the site. Yeah, and that's another despicable thing. That's you know, so you're getting so the discussion is being silenced, and that's that's a problem. It, whether or not people are even being offensive, that you just. That's what the voting system's there for. That's what the comment voting system is there. Let let the upvotes and downvotes do their work. And that's another. That's a whole other topic I think with Reddit too is that they've, um, they've had what what likes to be called a subreddit degeneration, where, you know, 
you can't post you, you can't post anything and then even when you post something it's banned anyways no matter because someone thought it was whatever yeah. some rule that didn't even exist that's why i don't really use reddit <laughs> and it's like too many rules <laughs> i've even said it a couple times too i said there's these little arrows here on the left called the upvote and downvote buttons uh you know i thought those were a thing <laughs> You know, but anyways, I uh, don't mean to rant on about Reddit. <laughs> but uh, so, I don't know. It's, uh, I guess I guess maybe we can end on, on that. Uh, I know it's a bit of a negative note, but um, whatever. Well, I don't know. What, what do you want to say, Danielle? I feel like we've kind of, we've, we've been, uh, have we you been? You pushed me away. Pushed... Yeah, sorry. No, I kind of interrupted you earlier. I should have let you finish. Uh, let's go ahead and, and uh, continue what you were saying about your whole opinion of Gamergate. Yeah, because, well, you, uh, before, I don't mean to cut you off here, Danielle. <laughs> I'm doing. I'm a misogynist. I'm. And that's called mansplaining. You know? mans- yeah, I was or about to say that too. I believe that they call it. <laughs> I'm mansplaining. I'm mansplaining the fact that you were. Uh, yeah, you were in. Uh, you were it's in art school. Isn't it? Right? <laughs> you were. You were in art school. Um, before this, so you and and yeah, like I said, you were being downplayed as for being an animator. Um, in the art school when yeah. But anyways, oh, go anyway. ahead. Yeah. Um, sorry. Let, wait, I'll, I'll wait. So what should I talk about? <laughs> Well, ga- art school, or should I? A gamergate. Oh, what your, your opinions about it as a girl, as, um, as a gamer? I I don't know too much details about it. I haven't really looked into it, but from what you told me and from what I heard, it <laughs> they just sound so childish, and it, it pisses me off because I'm like I'm done with the the drama of high school and kids and yeah. acting like children and not being adults about things and letting people have free speech and that really bothers me and saying that you know making you guys look bad trying to make you guys look bad pisses me off i'm like because i met a lot of guy gamers not all of them are are gonna be nice but a lot of them i've always they were always nice to me yeah you know you're always gonna meet douchebag people yeah and everything yeah Yeah, yeah. no matter what you do but saying that a whole group of people are are or assholes is terrible. Yeah, I think that's terrible, and I mean, and it, it's just a hobby. At the end of the day, it gaming is. is just a fun hobby to do. Yeah, and we've we've had enough people trying to uh, bash gaming. How many years? How many decades? You know, oh, it's been going on since gaming started. Yeah. Uh, the media has been trying to bash gaming and vilify them as as bad guys. I mean, I think it really took off with Columbine when they discovered yeah. that you know the people who did Columbine played Doom. And, uh, you know, therefore, oh, video games are evil now. Actually, yeah. it happened even before that. When D&D yep. started be- becoming popular, yep. uh, it, it caused sat- Satanism, apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the, the, the religious fundamentalists, the, the con- very strict conservatives, they were, uh, they were very against gaming. And, and it, like you said, like, like D&D before uh, video games They're against people having became... fun. I think yeah. that's what it is. They're just against. They're against Harry Potter. Yeah, they're against, against Harry... everything. <laughs> I mean, we know somebody who doesn't like the kids watch SpongeBob. For goodness sakes, it's like, are, yeah. you, are you kidding me? Yeah. I mean, I was shocked about that. I was like, oh, wow, come on. <sighs> you know, hell, that I want because I'm an animator. I'm like, are you kidding me? You know how much work that goes in that? You let your kids watch that. <laughs> I used to watch Ren and Stimpy, and I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. Too. <laughs> I was, <laughs> I was in the Ren and Stimpy, and now looking back, I'm like, wow, that was. There's some pretty fucked up shit in there. Oh, Red Stimpy. Rock Rocko's Modern Life is even worse. I rewatched <laughs> I some of that because it was on Netflix for a little while, and I was like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting these this, these jokes now that I'm older, and yeah. they just went over my head when I was uh, younger. Yeah, a lot of parents don't understand that. <laughs> it's those over jokes, our head. Most kids don't know what they are, and if they do, 
I think you screwed up. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And so, yeah, so us gamers have been, we've dealt with this for decades. And, and it I all, dealt with this for decades. I, I remember, <laughs> um, hell, back in the, the, the 90s with the, when ESRB was set up. I knew exactly when that happened. That was when um, it was two games that caused that to happen. It was Mortal, Mortal Kombat. Kombat <laughs> and it was Night Trap. Night Trap and Mortal Kombat started uh-huh. the ESRB. And I've actually, I've, <laughs> me, me and my friend growing up, we actually, play, he had a Sega CD and, and 32X, and um, we played that. Uh, we played Night Trap on there. As, as, as campy and silly of a game as it was, we actually spent the whole day writing up when all the traps were going to happen. And we wrote it up on, I think, a piece of cardboard. Uh, and we came up with it, and we were able to get a perfect score on the game. We were able to make fun of that game but that game and, and even if you look back at it it's like that game caused people to to flip their shit i mean yeah games now i mean come <laughs> on <Dang. laughs> yeah have you, you you've seen night trap before yeah, yeah yeah i've seen gameplay of it. Oh, yeah. it it's tame by today's standards oh by far i mean <laughs> my goodness it was it was like like a campy late 80s early 90s uh sitcom thing going on it was i, I thought it was really cute you thought it was cute i thought it was really cute because yeah, Game Grumps did a thing about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I watched Game Grumps play it. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's I didn't I didn't know about that game. Oh, you did? Yeah, that's right. No. I I was like, oh, I know, I know what's gonna happen. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> I have many games when I was growing up. Oh, that's things. Well, my mom was very against games because she thought it was like a boy toy, and she yeah, didn't like get... me playing with boy toys. I guess she feared I was gonna turn gay. <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But like she and she was also against like anything violent. So even like cartoons and stuff, I had to like kind of like sugarcoat it going like yeah. they're just fighting evil, mom. It's <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah, it's so we've dealt with this for a while people just telling us not to they, don't play games or evil. It's like it, Yeah, they make you violent. They make you violent. You're evil <laughs> for doing that. Um it's like I'm come the most on. unviolent person. <laughs> uh, but you know, that's <laughs> actually well, speaking of game grumps real quick too. They were at Magfest, um which they've been for the past couple of years now. And uh, yes, they did were. you see them? Did you see did, them? Did you see them when you Um were? I I saw well Aaron couldn't make it cuz he got sick. Oh yeah. Uh, Aaron Eagle Raptor, mm-hmm. uh but Danny was there. He was there with Ninja Sex Party. Um, who else was there? Was Speaking Rasta? of Game Grumps, uh, yeah. JonTron, former Game Grump, he yep. was there. Um, Peanut Butter Gamer was, was I think she, yeah, I, I think can't remember there. Peanut Butter Gamer was there. I know Pro Jared was there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was really good seeing them all. I mean, their panels were just Q&As, so I didn't really stick around too much. Plus, yeah. the room had such terrible acoustics, I couldn't really hear what they were saying. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> it was one of those humongous rooms, and they just had, uh, you know, just one... All, all the panelists line up, and they, there was a mic in front of each one of them. But uh, the 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 sound just traveled nowhere. Um, oh, gosh. So the the room could have been better organized, but yeah. uh, um, that's that's probably not Magfest's fault. Um, yeah. Who else did I see? Um, I think that was about it, actually. Yeah. Um, I I saw some of the concerts. Actually, some of the concerts were really great. Um, I saw Bit Brigade, which was really cool. Uh, what they did was, and I guess this is kind of their thing. Um, they had a guy on stage play Metro speed run through Metroid while the band played the music to the game. Oh my gosh. That was amazing. Uh, the guy sped, sped run through it. He, he messed up a few times, but I give him credit because I certainly couldn't do it. No. <laughs> um, and this was original NES Metroid, which is hard as balls. Yes. Um, <laughs> I was about to say, I was like, if it's the original one, forget about it. Even, even super Metroid, I would be having trouble trying to speed run that. 
Yeah. <coughs> but this guy did the game in like a half hour, so that was really cool. Um, I also saw Power Glove, which was <laughs> they they do death metal covers of video game music. Um, they opened with Final Fantasy IV, and I immediately fell in love with that. Nice. Um, well, who else did I see? I saw Lonely Rolling Stars. Uh, yes, they are named after the song from Katamari Damashi. Um, oh, yeah. Nice. And cool. maybe that was about it. I saw the Megas, too. They were awesome. They do a lot of Mega Man music. As you can tell, <laughs> I'm so jealous. <laughs> we got we got to go to it's in so it's in Maryland, right? right? The, the uh, yeah, it's in Maryland National Harbor. Um, it's at the Gaylord uh, Convention Center, which is the same place where Katsukon is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about thirty minutes away from Baltimore. Okay. Yep. All right. Yeah, I've been well with with her with Danielle's family. We've been down to that area when we well we passed by that when we heading to Florida, but that's pretty much near, it's right near I-95, pretty much, right? Right now, too, too far away from I-95, I guess? Or, um, yeah, maybe I not. don't remember, I was just following my GPS, so I don't remember the street names. <laughs> <laughs> no problem, yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, it's, and I, uh, speaking of, back to MacFest too, with Game Grumps, you know, the age-old thing of, is Aaron and John still friends thing? That got squashed, finally. So are MacFest. they still friends? Yes. <laughs> They are okay. Because yeah, well, I always wondered why John left Game Grumps. Did, yeah. he, did he ever give a statement about that? He said there was something about it, um, a little bit, maybe, maybe some sort of disagreement at first. That he was like, kind of like, you know, I think also too, he for a while wanted to come out here to New York, which is kind of weird for anyone out in, anyone especially in entertainment, that's in huh. California. They're like coming out to New York. It's usually the other way around. Well, um, the food here is cheaper. Yeah, that's what he said. Yeah, the food's cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> And he doesn't need a car too. He lives in New York City. He lives in the city, so yeah. he, can, he, so he doesn't need it. a car. Yeah. So probably. So they are still him. friends. That's good yeah. to know. Because like, I always wondered, like, oh, was there some drama between them? Um, you know, well, what, well, what happened? Well, Ross is now like up in the game. He kissed <laughs> yeah. him, and I'm like, yeah. Aaron waited too long. <laughs> yeah, oh, was... Ross from Steam Train. Yeah, he, yeah. He, he, there's a picture of him kissing him. Yeah. And, that was... <laughs> and Aaron and Aaron commenting him on Reddit. They were both talking yeah. on Reddit, going. He goes, Ross, you fuck. He's mine, you fucking asshole. <laughs> and there was also a picture of of Aaron with John. He, apparently, Aaron did. He was there at Magfest, but he was like you said, he was sick. But he did. He, him and Aaron, him and John were talking, and they they said they're really they're really close friends now. More so, back they kind of patched up things that were maybe there. They be it, they had a disagreement, or just the fact that because of his move, they couldn't really be friends as close. He says that they're they're now more in touch than before. So, and actually, they're gonna. Um, I heard too that uh, uh, John and a couple others are going to be on Sleepy Cast as well, too. Yeah. Cool. I don't know, yeah, I don't know if you watched, that. have you you seen Sleepy Cast or heard, well, listen to Sleepy Cast, right? Have you heard about that? Uh, uh, no, actually, what is oh, that? Sleepy Cast is um, now done. It's done by a lot of the guys um, who's friends with Aaron and all of them. Um, a lot of the old Newgrounds guys. You're gonna have, um, you know, Oni and Aaron and uh, well, Spaz, Oni, kid. Spaz kids on there. Oni, um, uh, Stamper. Uh, Stamper TV, who's there, uh, who had a very funny tweet recently. Uh, Gamergate. He goes, "I'm sorry, I'm uh, I was born as a uh, as a white male. Help me, retri- <laughs> help me, help me find some sort of retribution for this, people. Please help me." Or something like that. <laughs> That's great. It was uh, so Stamper was on there. Um, Stamper, he was. I rem- I was when I was on Newgrounds when I was posting that thing from 2003. He, Stamper was the one manning the portal at the time. They're at a new, Newgrounds, and also apparently Tom Fulp, the creator of Newgrounds, is going to be on there. But John Tron will be on there, and I'm pretty sure Aaron will be on there. And, soon and so they're they're pretty much patching things up in terms of whether or not they were they had any kind of disagreement they're in general just getting back together to maybe start doing some stuff at least collaboration be 
you know, where they're not. Well, friendship is more important. <laughs> yes. John and Aaron realize that friendship is more important. I learned that from my little pony. Friendship is magic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. So it's apparently from 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 this MAGFest, that, that whole thing got squashed entirely. Finally. Good. So yeah. it's, it's yeah, they're, they're friends, and it was funny. Ross was teasing them, and, and Aaron was like, oh, what are you doing? You're stealing my man, and, you know, just doing that whole little joke thing. Yeah, that was beautiful. <laughs> that, that made my fangirl so happy. <laughs> I'm going to write fanflicks now. So be, it's going to be great. <laughs> so that's, so we definitely have to go to MAGFest. Yeah. Next, next year, I think we that's guys, happening. We should all go together. Yeah. Yeah. I think that we, we should go and, and just I'll go be to like, I'm going to hang out with the white guys. <laughs> Us misogynist gamer I gators. I take a picture of it and put it around. Like, Look at all these white guys. We'll, we'll tip Epidora to you. <laughs> Did you hear that there was a, a Vivian James cosplayer at Gamergate that got a lot of harassment? Really? At, at, at MacFest that got a lot of harassment? Oh, no. No, I did not hear about that. Yeah, if you, if it's somewhere on uh, our Kotaku in action. You can you can read the account of this person who uh, cosplayed as Vivian James, Gamergate's mascot, and uh, and got a ton, like a ton of harassment, and, and oh, no. there was a, a few tweets attacking her. So it, it was it was really quite uh, despicable. That's that's <laughs> messed up. Wow. Yeah, that's I messed up. I like I like that mascot, and it was and, and I remember when she's when, cute. I really yeah, like she's a great mascot. She's really cute. <laughs> she when you pro- show me it, I'm like, she's so adorable. <laughs> I saw the original post that was done on 4chan that they, they created her. They, they they purposely said they don't want her to be sexualized. They didn't mm-hmm. want. They wanted her to be tame. They wanted her to be someone that can represent everyone. They wanted to basically put the foot in the mouths of those who are saying that the gamers are misogynistic and say, hey, listen, um, we're supporting girl gamers. We're, there's girl gamers amongst us. Here's a, here's a good representation. And, and of course, the um, um, that, that, or, that organization, that, that 4chan, uh, before everyone moved over to 8chan, um, <laughs> did uh, – the, the, uh, now I forgot the name of the group uh, that they donated to. Is the now, Fine Young Capitalists? Yes, yes, Fine Young Capitalists. They um, – they have Vivian as their mascot too on there, and and that's that's what they've been running with. And but that was the I saw that, and it was the purpose was to say, hey, listen, they're not they're not the typical the, the stereotypical four channers who are going out there and trolling people and and sending dick pics and all this stuff. It's or whatever, you know. It's it's it, there are people here that are just fans of gaming and 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 anime that are like everyone else. Yeah, and, and just further proving that social justice warriors will look for anything in anything. Um, we'll, we'll look for like uh, you know rape references in anything. Right. Um, they there were people. Uh, someone was saying that uh, the colors that they use for Vivian James represents rape culture or something. I, I I don't remember the full. It was a tweet about it. I don't remember the full thing, the full argument, but. Just like further proving, you know the the bullshit that spews out of these people's mouths. Oh my god! Actually, like, I come on. Her colors, uh, are, her colors are more of like an Irish. Uh, I was about to say, thing. like, so Irish people are racist. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's offensive to me as someone who's mostly Irish. Uh, well, I'm not most. Well, well she wears a good chunk green, Irish, purple, and orange. I think, right? Uh, like her hair is orange, bl- right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a redhead, uh, pretty much. Um, yep, and. Um, it's that, like that's right closer. No, and it, I know those colors wait, too. Wait, represent. Wait, so so is Goku a rapist? Because he wears orange. <laughs> <laughs> Goku, Goku. Is... <laughs> the battle of the gods makes more sense though. <laughs> His misogyny levels over nine thousand. What nine thousand? Oh god. Uh, 
All right. Well, I guess, you know, wow. We've been going now for almost, uh, almost, well, I'm looking at, uh, almost an hour and 40 minutes here. <laughs> all right. Almost two, yeah. actually almost, yeah. Almost, doing good. Pretty much almost two hours. <laughs> but I, you know, it's, I guess, you know, we, I guess we can stop here. You know, we can end here. Uh, well, I don't know. You got Okay. Oh, well, you guys got anything last to say um, uh, before we end the podcast for today? Uh, just one last thing, sure. and I'll stop talking about Gamergate after this. <laughs> <laughs> you so to anyone listening, so if you seriously think that Gamergate, if you believe what what the the uh, what the media is pushing, and you believe that Gamergate is all about harassing women and trying to drive women out of the gaming industry. Uh, misogyny and whatnot. If you really think that, then I I uh, urge you to take a trip over to reddit.com slash r slash Kotaku in action mm-hmm. and read, spend a good 10, 15 minutes there and read some of the posts there. And what you'll see there is not misogyny. Mm-hmm. You'll see people who actually care about journalistic ethics, um, people mm-hmm. who are, you know, actually trying to get sponsors removed from scumbag websites like Gawker. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll see... Um, you'll see people who care about artistic freedom, uh, because I remember when GTA five got banned from target in Australia, um, they were fighting about that. Mm-hmm. Um, when hatred on steam, when that got removed from steam Greenlight, they were fighting about that. Um, so that's another big thing. You will see there some people criticizing Anita Sarkeesian, yeah. Jonathan McIntosh, uh, Ian Miles Chong, and, and any other anti-gamer gators out there. I do wish they would focus less on that stuff yeah. and really focus on what's important, which is journalistic ethics. Um, so you are going to see some of that, but you're also going to see plenty of the other things. And also, I mean, if you think that Gamergate is a, a, minor- is a loud minority of people... I'm also going to say that that's wrong because if they were such a loud minority, then why would ABC's video uh, criticizing Gamergate have 34,500 dislikes and only 1,200 likes? Yeah. I mean, that that just speaks volumes right there. Absolutely. Um, These people are gamers, and they don't want to be vilified by the journalists or any journalists at all the general public at all because it's a hobby it's a harmless hobby it doesn't teach people to be misogynist it doesn't teach people to go on shooting sprees mm-hmm. uh, it's just a game and unless you have like you know any uh, most people will know will know know the difference between fantasy and reality that yes there are some people with mental disorders and that's why we need to put more money into research on mental disorders um but the vast majority of people Gaming is not a harmful thing, Mm-mm. and the general public needs to to stop with this whole, um, you know, gaming is for kids thing. Yeah. Um, and it's just really, yeah, it's just that just needs to stop. Yeah. Just just let people enjoy what they do. Yeah. All right, I'm done with my soapbox. <laughs> no, no problem. That was beautiful. And we see that with uh, we see that we've seen that with anime as well. Uh, anime has gotten the same treatment oh, yeah. as games. Uh, oh yeah. It's it's, um, it's it's kid stuff. It's kid stuff. It shouldn't have uh, a stuff in there like that. What? Why is go? Why is there blood in Dragon Ball Z? Oh no. You know. Yeah. What I see in gamer happening in Gamergate is stuff I've actually seen happening on uh, on A and N. Um, for a while too, oh, no. with the whole the the, the way they they tend tend to um, um, denounce pe- fans of a particular show. Oh, I'm not going to name any names of any particular people, but anyone who who 
who's connected with the community will know who I'm talking about. Oh boy. Well, <laughs> I guess that could definitely be up for discussion next because uh, for an, another podcast because uh, I I'll look up more into that because I I, mm, I I guess that's another connection there. Uh, I might have to disconnect from uh, ANN. I mean, I don't really talk I, I just blog with the connections to their posts sometimes but if they're really doing that too if they're pulling that crap then i'll denounce them too just like i did kotaku and yeah I, they they do it not nearly as much as like kotaku and gawker do but they yeah. do do it sometimes um i've been following if you if you want a good anime news source a lot of people don't realize that crunchyroll has actually now a very established uh news outlet yeah um they have rss feeds if you want to just sign up for those or you can just go to the website and just click on news in the top banner and they're a very good news site i i follow them mm -hmm. and just them for anime news i don't follow ann anymore and i i haven't missed out on anything big yeah i i, I would agree with that i even though crunchyroll uh dove into my territory with selling anime figures um it's okay which is fine I, I, i'm still i'm a paid i'm a paid um subscriber to crunchyroll i've been for i think now for two years i i support them um i you know i think they're they're a great asset to the anime community and i would definitely continue this as long as they don't start pulling that crap which i don't think they will no they, they seem they're they're very um uh, neutral, non-biased in their reporting. Yeah. They'll, you know, they'll they they do put a little bit of a, of a spin on it. Um, mm -hmm. but it's usually a positive spin. Yeah. Um, it's not like oh, this show is disgusting. You know. Yeah. Well, that's good. So, yeah. I I, I want to see that more. And uh, Danielle, did you have anything uh that you want to say before we end the podcast? Um. I know. Um. Both I me really and. But. <laughs> <laughs> Did you want me to say something first before you? Uh, yeah, you, you say something. First. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess yeah. Um, like what John was saying, just to you know, if, if I guess you know, for gamer for the sake of GamerGate too, talk, you know, definitely see Kotaku in action, and I would also say, for comparison, um, look at GamerGazi and look at them both. Uh, there's another section on on Reddit that's very for anti GamerGate, which is called our GamerGazi. Look at both respectively and and understand that there is some bias on both ends but i've definitely noticed by far that uh kotaku in action will squash any kind of um negative very bad negativity in terms of like you know people any if anyone's do doing any blatant harassing or just blatant teasing i mean yes there's some memes that go around a full you know full macintosh and all that other stuff which is <laughs> let me sometimes that is pretty freaking funny uh for the <laughs> sake of just the sake of, of the lulls um but you know, at the same time, you look at it. It's, it's you know, they they will try to say, listen, don't even like with this whole the, the mace or pepper spray thing. They even said that on there. Don't generalize uh, all of anti gamergate and say that this girl is that. You don't want to be like them. You don't see that on the other side. You don't see that on Gam gamergazi. You see, every, you see, gamergazi is just like another outlet of our shit. Reddit says it's just another bash these people for the sake of it and downvote brigade them for the hell of it instead of trying to improve things. Um, you know, so. Uh, and, and take it from me as someone who's, I've, you know, I've had an anime site for, I mean, this site's been around f since 2002. I've had an anime store since 2007. Um, you know, uh, I've been a gamer since I was, uh, since I was a baby practically uh, and an anime fan and stuff. And I'm not someone that's just coming in to say, hey, uh, you know, Gamergate, uh, you know, go after these women and stuff this this is this really a situation where you're having gamers game developers and 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 fans of of this this hobby getting uh vilified yet again by a group that's pretending that there's someone that's great when they're not 
it's they're 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 pretending that they're coming from a political correctiveness standpoint, a leftist libertarian standpoint. Uh, when it's not, it's not, it's not, it's if it is left, it's authoritarian. Yeah, and it's it's bad. It's it's it, yeah. That's pretty much what I'll say to it. It's, don't tell p- other people what they should and should not enjoy. Right. If you don't like a particular piece of media, then don't buy it. That's don't watch it. And just separate yourself from it. But if other people, if your if your friends want to watch it or experience it or play the game or whatever, who are you to judge? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Who who are you to judge? Who plays what uh, for the video games and who makes these games too as well? Let a designer make the game that they have in their mind. It's their it's their creative freedom that should be should not be questioned and challenged. It should only be challenged. When it comes to the integrity of the actual game itself, the gameplay itself, and what people want, and if people actually enjoy playing the game, and that's all that should be there, not oh, there's boobs in the game, three out of ten, um, you know, uh, yeah. you know, uh, the 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 girl uh, or uh, Final Fantasy um, for uh, fifteen, uh, uh, Sid is a girl, oh, but she, her boobs are showing, one out of one out of ten, uh, worst thing ever. Uh, you know. I think that's awesome. I, Sid, Sid's a girl, and and she's showing cleavage. Oh no! Look out! I think so, she, you know what? I don't think she's showing enough. Yeah. <laughs> I thought and she this, was gonna be the sturdy girl, and no, disappointed. <laughs> wow. She's well, mud on her face. I'm like, wait, wait, what is this? <laughs> so I, yeah. In closing, I'll just say that just look at it look at it objectively and you'll see that you know it's just it's just a bunch of us gamers and fans that just want to want to be creative and do what we want to do and that's really it and um and uh, I definitely hope to go to Magfest next time it sounds really cool i know i, I this is the last time I, I i'm hoping the last time we miss out on Magfest <laughs> yeah definitely go if you can to to anyone listening it's totally worth a trip if you live on the East Coast. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, I think they have uh, any any a Mayfest equivalent on the West Coast. Um, it's called something different, though. Yeah. I'm sure you can ask them uh, on their web. You can check on their website about it. Um, but yeah, it's quite an experience. If you're into gaming, or even if you're just into anime and maybe you want to get into gaming a little bit, I know there's probably not too many people like that. But for for the few of you who are out there who are into anime but not gaming, uh, this is a good place to to get into it. Nice. So Danielle. You got any, uh... I don't know. You guys are really good. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the loser here. <laughs> well, no, no. You're, you're, you're a guest, too. Um, should I make a support group for girls that have big boobs? Support <laughs> <laughs> Avalanche. Uh... <laughs> oh, that's a good... That's good. Because no, uh, Tifa... Yeah, Tifa. <laughs> that could have many meanings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why it's good. Boobs are so heavy, they're avalanching. I can can see that being interpreted in many ways. And and the guys that follow us, they can be our supporters. They can be our bras. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of bros, they're bras. bras. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. We should start that. Girls, start that. (laughs) Girls with big boobs. Oh, I I support that. Let's let's support that. Get Kickstarter right now. Yeah. That's, yeah. Patreon that. <laughs> oh gosh. Tell my bras out there. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the support. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, well, John. Thank you. Um, thank you for being a guest today on our, our podcast, our third podcast. 
Um, and hopefully to have more and not have as big of a gap as we had le- for this time. You know, we were starting it weekly and just uh, because yeah, of, I was really sick. She was Danielle was really sick. Um, I was having this code test. Uh, then he had this freaking storm we were having and everything. And ugh, you, uh, you, you, and you yeah, know well, weekly podcasts can be very taxing. That's part of the reason why I quit the old one I used to be on. Yeah, it, it's it's a lot of work. Um, a lot of pe- hey, anyone listening, if you want to make a podcast, it is it's work. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is work. So, but yeah. So, in closing, uh, thanks again, John, and um, I guess uh, we'll sign off. Yep. Thank yep. you. Bye. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you for letting me come on. It was uh, had a good time. Sweet. It's great, ha- it great having you, John. Have a good night. You too. Take care. <laughs>